Welcome to every album ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour, and I'm joined as always by my I haven't seen him in a long time co-host, but you guys just saw him last week. <laughs> Alexander Volt, say hello. Hello. This episode goes out to Big Hookie and Baba. Sure does, I bet. <laughs> this is every album member of the podcast. We listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. That's a new discography per episode. And today we'll be discussing every album by MF Doom, aka King Geekra, aka Victor Vaughn. AKA Mad Villain. Mad AKA Villain. AKA Danger Doom. AKA JJ Doom. There we go. AKA um, Doom. AKA Doom. And then this, I'm sure I'm leaving out a few other ones. There, there's a few others. Should there be an asterisk next to this episode? Because we, we're doing a bunch, but he's done <laughs> a lot. Uh, no, I don't think there should. I think this is the where he's most vocally prominent. And, uh, we, you know, we'll, we'll get around to some loose ends. For sure. A few months from now. So this was uh, our first our first poll, Patreon poll chosen episode. Yes. Uh, we, we put up uh, a few options on our Patreon, patreon.com slash every album ever. And uh, let's let, let, let our folks, we let our folks decide. And well, this was your, this was your baby. Yes. This was this, your baby. My baby lost. All yes. right. This has been a uh, dream episode of mine for a while. And then, um, but. Uh, he he passed away around the same time as DMX, and we went yep. DMX. We went DMX over MF. That's right. Because we I thought forgot it, about that. We thought it'd be funnier. It was funnier. It was worse, yeah. but it was funnier. Yeah, yeah. Check out that episode. <laughs> Fuck. And then, um, and then, yeah, it's this. Uh, you know the the alg the algorithm. You guys, you don't love rap music the way I do, but no. uh, we threw this up on the poll just to. Give the Patreon members a choice, and you guys pleasantly surprise me. The, the, so the, our, our, our buddies, our fans, our, our, our people, they like when we talk about hip-hop. The world doesn't care about two white nobodies talking about hip-hop. I, I get it. I, I Honestly, I would rather not talk about it just because I have such little – I mean, I like it, but I, I don't have like the, the childhood experience like I do with – Noe's Rock or whatever. I, I like when Mike talks about hip hop. It's, I try it's to a, come from obje objective it, point of it, view. It's a nice point of view. It's a it's a little it's it's very fresh for the most part. Um, I got into it when I was like a you know, teenager, which is late for me. And uh, uh, but yeah, as long as the be the our, our buddies like it, then it's all good, and, all good and good and good and good. But if you're new here and you want to fucking stick around, which you probably don't, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Just like the video if you like it. Dislike it if you're your goddamn cocksucker. I don't really care. Just leave comments for the almighty all-consuming algorithm so you can really help us be seen by other people. And uh, yeah, subscribe if you feel like. Um, what, what else do we got here? I, I'm already forgetting the plugs. Spotify playlist. We haven't done this in like three weeks. No, spot, yeah, we've had a pretty big gap. Uh, Spotify playlist on MF Doom. You can find a link in the description. We got playlists associated with basically every episode. You can find all those at everyalbumever.com. And our bread and butter. Our bread and butter, baby. That's patreon.com slash every album ever. There you got tons of bonus episodes. Uh, discount 20% off all our merch. Uh, you get uh, you get to vote on polls. You get to you get to see our schedule in advance. If you're tier two, if you're bigger than Jesus, that means you can suggest artists for us and we will actually cover it instead of just lying to you and saying that we will because we don't have enough time to do anything really. <laughs> uh, even, our, even our backlog of Patreon suggestions or, or requests are, or is getting out of hand. So looking to put a dent in that in the upcoming weeks. Yes, so. we will cover them if you're there. Uh, we will probably won't if you're not. And, uh, is, it, is that? Oh yeah! I always forget to plug the the, the Discord. We got a, there's a Patreon oh, yeah. Discord there. We we chit chat about music and whatever. You can talk shit to us there too if that's what you feel like doing. Uh, it really doesn't matter. It's yeah. fun. It's all fun. 
You got a you got a a, a, a little album. I got a, I got a little EP coming. Out. This is like the worst episode to plug my upcoming EP. By the way, because uh, huh. no one coming here for MF Doom is gonna doesn't wants to hear a fucking poster rock art rock <laughs> EP that I put. Pandemon, I don't know. I don't know. I think some Doom fans might. Perhaps debut EP by Pander Monkey. My solo project is out June twenty eighth. Please go pre save it on Spotify. There's a link in the description for that. A uh, lot of a lot of soul and tears, not literally, but you know, a lot of long nights and anguish in quarantine were spent making that fucking thing. It took way too long, but it's finally it's finally ready. It's finally out. It's all it's all good and good and good and good and good and good. So please, for the love of Christ, give me a shot. Uh, so yeah, links in the description for all of that. Please and thank you. June twenty eighth. Okay, so I think that's it for plugs for now. Yes. Now we on to Doom. The origin story. Yes. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! So this is a a loaded guy, <laughs> loaded history, it's, whole bunch of things, whole lot of sadness and strangeness. What? Yeah. One of the. Yeah, one of the most interesting people to ever take part in hip hop. And I think I was debating if I wanted to say this, but I think he is the greatest rapper slash producer, like number one in my book. Number one. Based on which criteria? But like like, his rhyming ability, the beats, like let's compare him to like Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre sucks at rapping. Okay. I'm not going to disagree with you. (laughs) So it's like Dr. Dre is already out. And then, well, here's why I don't agree. And here's the thing: I'm going to get all a ton of shit for this episode. Don't yeah, care. I still really actually came out really loving him of Doom, Good. but his he's you know how much of a fucking stickler I am for rhythm. Yes, he is not. Pres- he is good, sure, but it's not like it's not fucking exact. <laughs> he's not exact. He's he's like he doesn't write. He he gets on the margins, so yeah. to speak. I think he there, does that on purpose. He's sometimes it seems on purpose. Sometimes it seems like he's trying to stuff a bigger word and the bigger word than than it than works and does it sloppily. Sometimes he rams quick. Sometimes he rams slow. Uh, that's that's why it's unusual because sometimes it's like oh this is on point as fuck and then other times like that word doesn't fit there. What is he doing? Like it, like it sounds like like smushed and it's like it's it's like a little kid was trying to write a letter between the lines. He's the beef heart. Of rapping, he's way more accessible than Beefheart. Way well, more accessible than Beefheart. But, uh, but having said that, there's still like, you know, what, in terms of like pr- production, though, I, 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 I'm so conflicted because I, I want to not be the the same old bullshit. <laughs> like he's so amazing, it's so unique, but it is. And I felt things that I've never felt with hip hop with these yeah. albums. Like, fuck, that's so it's, it's so unusual. And I it's activating things in me. I don't know what it is. Yeah. This feels un, just strange and kind of I can't say sad, but just weirdly distant and melancholy and cold. I'm like, this is like an ugly fucking thing, but it's pretty and it's I, I like it. That's even kind, though it makes me feel bad. That's kind of who he is. I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, when I was a young man getting into him, um, I I didn't know how to feel about it. And then I just kept coming back to it because it's so weird. And it this kind of he just kind of felt like this this weird guy me and my friends would listen to. And then so to kind of watch him get some notoriety and in, in real time, mm. 
uh, was crazy. And then, yeah, I guess I got into him during the, like, there's one year where that man. Yeah. Yeah. We so, all know the year. We all know yeah. the albums. Yeah. yeah and yeah, a that's, big year. that's when I was getting into him. And then so like, it's just, it's, it's crazy. Cause yeah, I was just like, I have me and my weird friends and the weird music we listen to. And then to like watch his like legend kind of grow. And yeah, th- this was a, another reason why I wasn't like super jazzed about doing this episode. Cause I had only heard one album before, before all of this. And uh, I wasn't big on it, and I was like, "This is one of the most overrated one, one of the overrated dudes." Like, maybe I was obviously judging before, like, yeah, I had any real context. But I was like, "This is okay." Uh, you know, I, I get it, sort of, but you know, it's just I don't. It's not for me. It's just not for me. Yeah. Uh, and when then, we get to that album, you gotta but, let me know. But fucking first album, man. I'm like, oh, first of all, this is way different. This is not what I was expecting. It's weird. I like it. And it, 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 oh goddamn! It's pr- so fucking interesting. Yeah. And, and I was, I was, a, I was a, an idiot before. Nice. <laughs> it was an idiot before. I really do, really do like these albums. I don't think he did a bad album. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Same. Um. Yeah. There's. And after I like made my picks, I kind of went on YouTube and saw how people ranked his albums. And it's not that I like disagree, but I think there's like reasons for it. But yeah, I don't think there's a bad bad album there are ones i definitely like less than others 100 percent. but um they're they're there, always interesting there's always something interesting and now I, I will give one bit little teeny bit of, teeny bit of a spoiler the the one whatever i the album i gave words to was just the least interesting mm. it's not that it wasn't interesting it was just the least interesting okay yeah in i opinion. think that's about where i i came from too yeah yeah uh, I, I did hate a couple things but very few very few uh most of it was like i mean so one thing that this motherfucker does on a, on a, on a general thing that i i love that i don't hear hardly ever in hip-hop is just the the decision to just Halfway through the song, it's going to be a different song. Oh, yeah. And he does it a lot. Yeah. I fucking love that shit. Yeah. I never see it coming. Yeah. Um, the, the production is weird, but then, like, because when I was younger, I think the, the I got more into him for his rhyming schemes because they are pretty advanced. Like, if you sit down on that Genius website and you look at the way, like, he rhymes things and like i forget what song it is i think it's on the first album he does like a quadruple entendre like it's just like what the fuck are you doing like Mm. like he i I think it's this comes really well maybe it doesn't but like he makes it seem so effortless and i think also because he doesn't really have hooks um for a while, the mainstream kind of looked over him. Yeah, yeah. Because he's not really writing catchy songs. And then, like, you really have to, like, sit and look to be like, oh, shit. What do you... The wordplay is just insane. That's another thing I fucking completely disagree with the world about. Because you could say it's not catchy, but it's just not radio catchy. These things are always stuck in my head. They're they're yeah, and they're samples taken from old fucking movie scores, like from the fucking thirties and shit. Yeah, ah, not maybe not that old. Fifties, we'll say fifties, and an old th- cartoon. Yeah, and yeah, that shit 
absolutely sticks in my head. Like I, I'm always humming shit from the fucking first album all the way to the to, to the end. Like there's always stuff I'm still remembering about the early albums, which rarely happens. Yeah. So to say it's not catchy is fucking insane. And for and for that to be not not that you're saying that, but like for that to be a reason not to to like let or to grab onto it if you're like you know not I keep saying mainstream, but like this is not meant for mainstream. I get it, but. Uh, for mass appeal in general, like yeah, th- there's so much dumb bullshit that gets famous, like a dumb, dorky, goofy bullshit, like just making dumb mouth noises. It's so much <laughs> of mainstream music now. Like, yeah, well, that I get how that would stick in your head, but so does this crazy sample from clearly an old Fantastic Four thing. <laughs> you know what? You know what else is funny is he does do mouth noises, and it's well, I always think of like ODB. Yeah, doing like noise. <laughs> yeah, things yeah. like that. I th- I always think of like OD. I'm sure ODB wasn't the first. Maybe even like a Bismarcky. But um, yeah, Doom does do that. And um, going back to like this whole like mainstream thing, I it's it's so crazy because um, him and his brother Sub Rock were in this group KMD. Yep, yep, yep. And it was crazy. They were signed to Electra. And they they butted heads with the label. Yeah, there's like a whole thing on that. Yeah, there's yeah. A whole thing on that. And like that's like another episode we either do KMD as their own thing. Or, I think, we, I think or, we could. Or a loose ends thing. Yeah. But yeah, yeah his brother Subrock ended up dying. He was hit by a car. And um if this made Doom very oh, I left out one of his other AKs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zen Love X. So yeah, so uh to uh, reference our, our, our boy Tom Osmond, our history guy, History Tom, um, he compiled a bunch of stuff for us. Um, he, he got a lot of it from uh, his podcast called Did I Ever Tell You the One About MF Doom from the Timeless Podcast Company, which is like it gets, starts from childhood and mm-hmm. then goes on to everything. And there is so much shit here. Like, by the way, follow him at Tom Osmond Sounds on all social media and check out his new fucking album. So much for all my days work. Uh, uh, links in the description for all that. He's a good dude and he's fucking good at what he does. And also he, he does a lot of work for us. Uh, but yeah, like uh, it was, it was three brothers in, in KMD. It was him and both of his brothers, right? Uh, no, I don't think the third guy was his brother. Really? Yeah. I think he was just like a, maybe I'm wrong. I think might be, might be because it's his other brothers. One with the crazy fucking name. Well, that's sub rock. Oh, that's sub rock. Never mind, never yeah. mind, never mind. You're right. Probably right. Yeah. Um, Holy sh- How do you pronounce ding? I'm not going to try it. There's, there's a lot of L's and a Z and W. And I, a Z. I have no, I know how to say their last name. Doomalay. Oh, Doomalay? Doom- yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. But that yeah. explains the doom. <laughs> yes. And yeah. he plays into that a lot on, on lyrics, but yeah. So, so yeah, this whole thing, this is series. No, of- it was, it was, it was another bro too. It was Daniel. Uh, okay. Yeah. It was Daniel, the sub rock and, um, no, yeah, Daniel's. Wait, is it only two? Da- yeah, Daniel's Doom. Wait, I, thought, I thought there was three. Yeah, there is three. Onyx, Onyx. Onyx is sorry, not, sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, Daniel is Doom. Um, no one cares about Onyx. No one's no one's paying attention to Onyx. No. Um, so, anyways, yeah, the whole thing, and then his brother died. He got dropped by the label. He was homeless. No one knows exactly for how long. So, so that's not exactly the. the so that's what some of the things we got here. Um, that's what the wiki gets wrong. Uh, so the first thing was the the label dropping them and, and not releasing their was it the second album? Uh, Black Bastards, yes. Yeah, and, and I'm assuming Which it was because is a great of, album. 
Yeah, I'm assuming it was because of the insanely offensive artwork and, and name or whatever. Yeah. Uh, what year was that? Uh, it was 93, and then I believe it was, re- yeah, released, like, eventually okay, 2000. 2000. 2000 was when it saw the light of day, and it's it's, okay. a, it's a good album. Yeah, that's uh, cowardly, I would say, on their part. But I, I get how that would probably um, <laughs> cause a lot of, holy shit, that's a fucking brutal album cover. Yeah. Um, but... So what happened? Uh, what happened here? So I have to find it in in the notes. Um, so it wasn't exactly that he was homeless. He he got associate uh, doom. I don't know what to fucking call him. I'll just say doom. Yeah, just call him doom. Yeah, yeah it's way easier. Um, yeah. So after he got dropped from the label, he became uh, associated with uh, CM Fam, the Constipated Monkeys crew, which is a fucking hilarious name. Yeah, I think uh, they like changed the name of it. Like after afterward. Or like it's just constantly changing. Okay, it, it, I like that one the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like for sure. Um, but yeah, like uptown New York, um, DJs and MCs, and he's spent a lot of time living with. Um, is that Jorge or George? I don't know which pronunciation, but it's spelled with a J, so I'm gonna go with Jorge. Uh, so yeah, uh, as Tom says, he says uh, the way Wiki describes it, Doom was rough on the streets. Seems like this is partly Doom constructed mythology, and in fact, in the years from Subrock dying and Doom reemerging as MF Doom, he was actually in his closely knit group, writing all the time and building himself up to make his comeback. So the whole time he was like alone, just writing a lot and making beats. In like, I don't, I don't want to say like, like, like. Uh, places where people congregate to do illegal things <laughs> you just be like alone making making beats and writing sure and yeah i got a little off track but the the overall point i was trying to make was like it was never meant to be mainstream because of his feelings dealing with electra and how yeah. he felt burnt by the label and so yeah this like the premise of a, a super villain and like the fact that it was like never meant to be mainstream, but he kind of broke through in unusual ways. Yeah. Uh, I'm not talking about like radio play, but no. definitely acceptance by like some pretty big names. So. Yeah. Like there's a thing where, where you're not on the radio, but gigantic A-listers or it, fans and going to your shows. It kind of makes you like, yeah, you're basically there. too. It, it, yeah, it is a cliche thing to say at this point, but it's true. They, you know, one of his nicknames was your favorite rapper's rapper. And oh, yeah. that's definitely the case. Yeah. As it's played out as the term is, it's it's definitely the case. Uh Big Blend uh, Big Blend Big Bang Klingon was was Doom's manager and he talks a little bit like about how just everything changed after Subrock died and how he became this completely different, not completely different person, but, it was but a, he, he, he went reclusive. The, the making this doom persona. Yeah. It was just like this, it's whole different, uh, left turn, so to speak. And, uh, it was, there, that's, that's what it was called. It was a uh, apartment six G was a place of communal contribution that a lot of these guys in doom were happening. were hanging out together in drinking and drug taking all over the place. Del the funky homo sapien says, George, or Jorge helped keep things together when a lot of people were totally wasted. Um, Big Ben, uh, see what what do you what do you say? He said, oh, yeah. so Big Ben says about um, the time in between Subrock's death and and Doom. Says at that time it was hard for me to keep coming home to my bro. 
this is so funny me saying <laughs> coming home to my bro my bro was down because of that whole situation i can't really compare it to prior to because we we got close during the time when that happened one thing about vil is that man will stay outside all night and all day and be like what are you talking about i am i'm at home i'm at home anywhere <laughs> damn that's out for some reason that line just hits me like fuck i mean yeah that kind of makes sense when we get into <laughs> why he didn't really come back to America towards the end of his life. I don't know the story. Well, we'll get to okay, it we'll, we, for sure. Yeah. We'll sure get to it. So uh, well, that's like I'm yeah, going, yeah. that's at the end. Uh, so afterward, Big Ben invited Doom to join him in D.C., where he would be at Howard University. He thought it would be good for him to get out out of New York. Unfortunately, during his Greyhound bus journey, Doom got fingered for the bus, uh, having a large amount of crack cocaine on it. He was charged with a key of crack, and the bail was massive. Could you timing right at the moment he was he was getting his shit together? The case got beaten and Doom ended up staying with Big Ben in a student dorm at Howard University making music. It's like, oh, so it wasn't exactly a smooth transition between his brother dying. And <laughs> no, no. This is all like the super villain shit. Yeah. Uh, and also, he's not here for that long, I don't think. MF Grimm. Dude, I feel like we could do like a whole podcast on MF Grimm and MF mm -hmm. Doom's relationship. There. It's so crazy. Mm -hmm. I don't even know the details of it, but I I think like MF Grimm dropped like a two or three disc disc album against Doom. Oh, that's a like, lot of discs for discs for discs. Yeah, it, discs. yeah, their relationship is nuts. And I didn't really jot down notes on it because of like. Damn, you could just like review yeah. that that diss album. That might be a fun loose end. <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, but yeah, they were they were good friends. MF Grimm's on a few tracks. Yeah, yeah, and he's a uh, he would executive exec, executive can't talk executive produce the the debut album, and they record an EP together. Uh, another thing Tom says he says their collaborations go back to the early '90s, getting equipment together and coming up with concepts. Grimm got shot in '94, nearly died, then later ended up in prison for a while. <laughs> dude has had an interesting life to say the least <laughs> yeah. um i'm gonna double check this because i think he ended up in a wheelchair really yeah oh i'm gonna i'm gonna double oh, check wait yeah that that doesn't sound too not familiar that was a stupid way to word that yeah uh, yeah right? he's in a wheelchair yeah okay so yeah that yep yeah, yeah i remember remembering now holy shit that's fucking crazy yeah holy that guy's equally crazy life so yeah so I think that's a, a pretty fair foundation. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we got a whole bunch of albums to talk about. We're going to be covering nine total. We understand he's done more, but nine, <laughs> I think is fair. And it's, a, he's very, this prominent. is where he is the main Same. attraction. Yes. He's produced more albums. Yes. Uh, I, I'm like the czar face thing. Oh, we'll, yeah. we'll do that later. He's more like a guest track on those there's, there's other ones where he's just like the sole producer with another guy rapping i forget what it was called oh, Nero, doom i don't yeah, know that yeah, one something. <laughs> that one verbatim uh i don't know i don't remember what it's called either so yes we are aware this man has more albums we are focusing on ones where he is a primary rapper yep. and producer and then the funny thing is about out of all nine of these albums only two of them are released under the same name. They're all under different fucking old. Oh, yeah. There are two of them that are released under the same. Four of them. Two under one name and then another two under a different name and the rest are all different. different yeah. You got 
two pairs. Two pairs. Yeah. This is uh, ridiculous. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous, but here we go. Uh, if you're ready. I'm I'm ready. Hell yeah. So this is 1999's uh, As MF Doom, Operation Doomsday. Mike check. You know, I like to think I'd get around to listening to Sade eventually. <laughs> But uh, MF Doom definitely sped up my... Curiosity, really? Yes. Because I just love this. And then I was like, oh, it's, it's Sade. I listen to Sade now. I didn't know this is Sade. It's smooth as hell. I wasn't expecting this smooth when I first heard this. I don't know. It's not all love. It's not my favorite thing, but I, I was like, this is nice. It's nice. Ah, just what are you doing? Great, great writing. Yeah. He went over. He went over. I don't, I don't care. Crazy. I don't care. Like it doesn't bother me. Like I've gotten over it since like the whole discussion. I've gotten over it, but I do notice it. I always notice it. Mouth noises. Not bad. Yeah, doing your own daily double noises. <laughs> He's a great writer. Oh. Right above my government, Dumoulay, but it sounds like Dumoulay. Yeah. He exists. What a, like, man, what a statement track this is. Okay. Uh, oh, we one thing we forgot to mention: Born in London. Born oh in London. yes, which that'll that'll come up later. Born in London, but pretty much uh, kind of raised around Long Island. Yeah, for yeah. the most part, Long Island, and then yeah, like we said, moved to DC. Um, and apparently, has like a ton of to a ton of siblings too, which I, I think our our buddy Tom had some trouble trying to figure out. Uh, but yeah, so so back, back to the album. Uh, really, this is I I, I kind of want to give this personal favor. I'm not, but yeah. I really did. This one I, caught me off guard. I like it a lot. Yeah, I I, I kind of wanted to give it something too, but it it is like a great debut. You get a sense of the weirdness. You get the lyrical prowess. You get the like cartoon samples. It's just like, yeah, he has created like his own world here. Absolutely. Uh, so let's talk a little bit. Of, some more stuff that, are, that Tom said. By, by the way, I rushed through his plugs. I feel like an asshole. Tom Osmond sounds, by the way, he writes about music. He's very fucking good. at it. He does a lot of research. Uh, Tom Osmond sounds all social media. And then his check out a Substack, Tom Osmond.substack.com. Okay. Done with that. All right. <laughs> I just had to get that in there. Uh, so he says uh, he's talking about Curious George. It is George. I keep saying Jorge because it's spelled with a J. It's definitely George. It's definitely no. George. Now I know. I get it. Although Curious Jorge. Curious Jorge is a way better name. <laughs> curious Jorge. I know Curious Jorge. Yeah. He says, I definitely recall. This is around the time of this album. He says, I definitely recall when Doom was in my house in New York for the, for the creation of Operation Doomsday. I remember all those tracks when they didn't have lyrics on them. He would just be there. Uh, he was just making beats, writing rhymes. He'd just be in my crib in the corner. Sometimes uh, me mom's, me mom's, damn. Is That's that, gotta that be like a English type thing or a typo because he's I not English because he's in yeah. New York. 
Uh, I, I'm so gonna say yeah, my mom's. My mom's uh, come and visit. She'd be like, "Hey, Doom, what's up?" And she'd be like, "He always just—he's always just in that spot. He's always so quiet. He'd just be reading, working. Uh, people be coming in, running in and out. Beers, weapons, hoes, and my man is just in the corner making brilliant shit." I, I, yeah. That quote has stuck with me this entire time for like three yeah. weeks. I've just been thinking about that quote. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's that's Doom. Um, yeah, I watched the like the long form Red Bull interview he did because it's just like. He didn't do a lot of interviews, let alone like video ones. So it's it's crazy. And um, yeah, that's how that's how he writes music. The beats always come first. He doesn't. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't like have lyrics in mind. He lets the beats dictate where he's that, going lyrically. And that I will tell you is how a music maker makes music. That's, I mean, that's how it goes to, to write lyrics first. I get how it can be a nice exercise, but it's I don't think and this is not just me. This is like a pretty widely believed thing. It's like it's a foolish thing to make lyrics first and write music around it. If unless yeah. you want forced music. I mean, I think like rap's probably more like a 50 50 thing. That's where, different because it's so lyric oriented. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking full on music making as like a whole. Art. Well, yeah. yeah, I think that's what makes Doom like unique. Yeah. And- uh, what else? Uh, so, oh, yeah. Another thing we. Talk, start talking about right now his mask oh yeah the man had a mask yes That's kind of what a big thing a big thing yes inspired by like one of my favorite super villains and like why i started listening to him um a dr doom it, shocker that he likes dr doom when it's everywhere every, all over every album something yeah. doom related something dr doom yeah because dr doom is like one of the most like complex villains and so it's appropriate this complex rapper takes on that persona but then i but he doesn't wear an uh a dr doom mask no he wears the gladiator mask from the the russell crowe movie but it like it works it's 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 like it altered a little bit right uh so this is this is a story that that tom gave us um so i think it was a keo He's a graffiti artist. He he did the original artwork for this album as well as the mask. Uh, so this is a quote from Keo. It says, "Quote: Doom was Doom was very interested in maintaining his anonymity. We used to sit in the club at the bar and drink, and no one would even look at it twi- look twice at him. And then he could throw the mask on and get on stage, and people would be in awe. A lot of people don't enjoy that freedom. Around the time that Doomsday came out." was when the woo came out Doom was inspired by Ghostface wearing pantyhose on his head but he wanted something more permanent started out with a cheap halloween mask uh they created a mask like dr doom uh but cut out the top lip uh there's an early video with him wearing the plastic mask uh that's the end of the quote but uh the rest is uh it didn't last though not durable enough Kyo got the idea of buying a suit of armor they were looking for that and gladiator just came out like you said uh, the helmet from the movie was in a shop window, stainless steel and heavy, maybe weighing weighing 25 pounds. Q took it to a German sculptor who had welding tools and he constructed it from there. So it was like it it, it was the gladiator mask, but it was still like, f- yeah, it still fucked with and made his. And now you can just get them on Amazon for like 30 bucks. Not the same. For t- 25 pounds is a lot to wear in your fucking face. No, that's dude. what I'm that's saying. Insane. No, that's what I'm saying. Like now it's just like easy because. Uh, yeah because of doom like you can this just have a fucking giant steel helmet yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh it's fucking wild but yeah uh no, another thing he talked on on wearing the mask and it's funny because i've heard like bands like slipknot talk about it but it's funny where they like they ch- they choose to wear the mask because 
they like the idea that like it it could be anybody under the mask yeah. and they don't want to get hung up on like the physical presence but then it's like but by like putting a mask on you kind of do draw yeah attention to it because you're wearing a crazy exactly mask. yeah the same with fucking bucket head <laughs> yeah can't take off the bucket you can't take off the bucket. no you can no longer take he can't be bucketless yeah he can never uh, but um yeah so i don't know i think the mask is it works for him even though it's like to get away from the gimmicks but then you kind of invite the gimmick it's, one, one thing i find hilarious about doing in the mask is that he's this was this really overweight dude wearing t-shirts but with this steel oh yeah I, I love it i love it it's like chunky dude sometimes he's like got a cosby sweater on sometimes yeah, regular ass clothes and just fucking yeah bam. yeah sometimes it's a basketball jersey like yeah and like he throws like a baseball cap on yeah. top like yeah he's this ah this endlessly interesting it's fucking hilarious but it's also the most uh comfortable thing ever like the most like like not worried about trying to do a thing or trying to be a certain thing mm -hmm. it's like I, I i wear the mask i don't feel like putting on a fucking costume i'm just gonna wear what i wear yeah <laughs> like, yeah it's great it's great it's, it's so tacky but it's fun it's fucking charming uh back to the album yes uh I, okay this thing is weirdly, weirdly diverse, uh, and and this and this is already why I, I was like, okay, I was wrong about him. I fucking love this. <laughs> so many things here make me feel a lot of things, and it's so strange. Like you get, uh, like I mean, rhyme, rhymes like dimes is very, it's very funky and dreamy, but so herky jerky and strange. Yeah, and then like for how dated this dude's rapping about billy blanks doing tybo like it makes me laugh that time. is pretty funny yeah. that man remember those days jesus christ i, I do, do that's why i wrote down the notes uh but it's it's a very nice song um and it, it's also interesting hearing something so funky be so dreamy sounding yeah which I, I i can't think of many examples of that and then after that which is probably my favorite song on the album tommy gun and i don't oh I the fight what wait is it's the finest featuring Tommy. sorry 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 yeah, 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 yeah. sorry, sorry. Tommy goes on it uh the finest holy shit like Dude. i don't know why i love it. it's like weird 80s fuck music and but i, I can't ever get out of my fucking head I to me it. the like juxtaposition of tommy gun like he get he almost sounds like like too nervous it was like his first i don't know i'm just like saying the way it sounds yeah like his first time in the studio and they're like okay get your verse and he's like it's awful. but it's charming that's the thing the the actual rapping i think is pretty bad it's, yeah. it's so sloppy and just like it's like a, it's like a tommy gun it's fucking, he gets it off real quick yeah it's like again it's my my ultimate pet peeve with hip-hop when when you're like you're not even paying attention to the actual rhythm you're just getting out the words as fast as you can mm -hmm. driving crazy i'm talking about the fucking beat oh like yeah the actual beat fucking hypnotizes me i don't even know why why or how but it's awesome. I fucking love it so much. Ah, um, the first time I heard this album, the like one of the tracks that made me keep coming back was TikTok or Tick Tick or Tick Tick. Yeah. Uh, why? Like, why? Why would you fucking rap over that? I'm just gonna play it. It is fucked up. And uh, I, I and like yeah, it, it says MF Grimm on it, and Atmosphere would do something similar oh. to this eventually. 
Um, but also, I feel like this is kind of a trend on his albums where, like, there's always one track. Shifting tempos. Yeah, he loves doing it. And a lot. It stops happening at the end a lot, but early on, there's a. We'll just do a little once it, like, picks up. Yeah. Enjoy the roller coaster ride. Multifaceted. Yeah. Walk the path of Jesus, witness of hell freezes, the mind teases, reality cracked the pieces, <laughs> nothing eases, being chastised with blood baptized, dies, revives, acknowledge past lives, statements which you made, acknowledge me. So that is a bold move, that, and that's a huge thing that will get you it immediately ignored by any kind of mainstream or any kind of... It's off-putting to the ear. Yeah, yeah like, it's a, it's you, you shifting tempos every other verse. You, it's yeah, insane. You can't bob your head to it. No, well, you can, but it's, it's just so new. It's so fucking. It's fucked up. It's unstable. It's warped and eerie. <laughs> I've never heard hip hop songs that before. I'll tell you that. I gotta find the atmosphere one for oh, yeah. you because I I know you like atmosphere. Uh, mm-hmm. I just forget which one it is. Uh, but it's still a cool song. And then fucking. Uh, so another I mean, red and gold thing is more is more smoothness. I don't love I it, but it's still first appearance by King Gidra. King yeah. Gidra. Um, I still like it. It's very. It's still odd, and it has. I, I eventually warmed to it because the samples. It's again the samples are fucking batshit. It sounds like it's from like an eighties infomercial or something uh, or promotional video. It's like put on a little bit of that because okay. so many things on this album specifically this one it's like <laughs> where gonna, was this what we're why just gonna this? listen to every track it's fascinating <laughs> they're all so different that's enough this fucking smooth jazz horse shit and it's like but it's weirdly unsettling and very cool that's another theme that i think carries some albums do feel like it's like a variety show. Yeah, and exactly. I think it's very cool, and and I felt that the most on this album, uh, I think, than any other. Uh, so many of these are fucking great. Uh, one that's like just regular good. Yeah, and it doesn't have like any of this weird eightiesness or, or TV qualities to it. Uh, what is it? Um, who you think I am? No, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, uh, I was getting yeah. mixed up with. I think doing. that's one of my favorite tracks. Yeah, who you think too. I am? It's this. It's fucking awesome. Production. Like the you can show that to the normies. You can't, except unless they're they're bitches, because the production is really rough on the vocals. It's really rough. It sounds like demo quality. He he talked about that too. He's like uh, the, the the interviewer in the Red Bull. He's like trying to talk to him about like you know what it, like what do you use in the studio? He's like. It doesn't really matter. I don't really do much. I just kind of get it on there. Yeah. Recorded. And I, I, I admire that. I agree with that. hundred percent. I'm not a fucking audio file. I don't give a fuck. Like if it, it matters what is being recorded, not how it is. And not that a really amazing sounding album isn't fucking better. Yeah. But there is a, there was such a massive number of people that they hear even the slightest thing that, uh, below their ridiculous expectations <laughs> and they dismiss the entire composition, the entire art. Like you're a fucking idiot. What the yeah. fuck? You're not a music player. You're full of shit. Get, go fuck yourself. Like there's so many songs on this album that would immediately trigger those people. I was like, I, I, don't, I can't listen to this. You're a fucking idiot. This yeah. is really a lot of this. It's not a perfect album at all, but it's fucking a lot of this is really brilliant. It's fucking, yeah. God damn it. Did you get a, uh, 
did you get like PTSD during uh, gastrols? Uh, PTSD from what? From all those Steely Dan samples. And I, I don't remember the song. And I'll tell you, I must have because I didn't like it. Yeah. I, I've noted that I didn't like it. I forget what so- it's the one where he's like, because you. Uh, that is, all of them. All of them. All of them. Yeah. Uh, it's the thing. It's another strange one. It's not. I don't even hate it. It's okay. But um, I think at that at that point, the album was just dragging for me. Uh, I dead. Dead Ben is definitely one of the like stronger songs towards the end there. So oh, this, I, I yeah. also get that because Gastrols is like right after right. Dead it, Ben. It's a hard follow. It's yeah. a hard follow because the the fucking creepy string samples in Dead Ben oh, are man, so I love, Yeah, I love those string samples. They're so good. God damn. The question mark is solid too. Fuck, it's about as strong as some of the best stuff on here, but I think at, at that point in the album, it's hard to appreciate as much just because you're like, you know, it's this is like the longest album or one of the longest albums. Also... The way he uses skits are more like sound collages rather than like at this point, yes, yeah, and I, and I was so fucking happy. That was one of the things I I uh, that was like caught me off guard crazy was the fact that I was like these aren't skits; they're listed as skits. These are just transition tracks yeah. that are all kind of cool in their own way. Yeah, yeah, it they serve the purpose of being skits better than like 90% hip hop album skits hearing this. I'm like, why the fuck doesn't every single hip hop album just do something like, do you need a stupid little fucking sketch or you're having little jokes there and like little characters? Like it drives me up the fucking wall. If you're you're Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) That's the thing. Wu-Tang Clan is like, it's like the, the Stockholm syndrome of skits because they're so in, ingrained with pop culture and they're so legitimately funny yeah that it makes it like it's it they were the fucking outlier and i i think i think Taylor soul was the first one to ever do skits right weren't they the first ones ever i don't know to like start who. doing like a bunch of skits but <clears throat> i would say overall I would, I would not miss if they all disappeared from the planet i get what you're saying and here this this feels like the, the kind of shit where i love like we it's just blending the tracks blending the bigger songs into each other uh which is a very musical thing to do uh closer is not really a closer it's more of an epilogue a hero versus villain um and it's super classic horror sounding like that's another thing that he does for a, most of, the, of his his production is like old godzilla movie soundtracks yeah. and and really old classic horror where it's really stupid and big yeah um gigantic strings that are kind of dramatic and like it's a cool style it's a very cool style that i haven't heard i mean who else has done that like into this level yeah for sure and yeah i'm sure because of him other people have but um, yeah it's like the godzilla movies and the cartoons are like what kung fu flicks were to wu-tang club exactly yeah, it's fucking great. And I, I imagine at this, in 99, nothing like this was around. Nothing like uh, this. It, yeah. Um, this was out of print for a bit. And I, back in the day, I paid $50 for a copy from the UK. Holy shit. And then they, now it's in print, thankfully. But uh, yeah, this was kind of like the stuff of legend. And then I got my yeah. hand on. I mean, I, I downloaded it, but it was right. just like cool to have yeah. that, um, that copy. So yeah, I think overall, it's it's not a perfect album. It's too long for its own good. And it has roughness, especially in the production. But in terms of like the ideas and the creativity here, it's fucking unlike, unlike a lot of stuff. And it sticks with, it sticks with you. I, I'm sorry to say this. And I, 
uh, it's not about the, the this is about the episode. We've done one album. We are 45 minutes into w- and we've done one album. We got to move things along. But, okay. All right, let's do it. Holy shit. There's We're, a lot of lore. There's a lot of lore. Oh my God. <laughs> so this is uh yeah, next album. This is a big gap in between. This is 2003's uh, As King Ghidorah. Take me to your leader. Follow the light. The light is your guide. I'm the controller of planet X. Three, three. And I've invited you here. King Ghidorah, take me to your leader. Quick to claim that he not no snake oh. like me neither. Where is the sample from, take man? A breather. Been rhyming I like that um, the other one felt very, like, cartoon-driven, and now we get more, like, uh, a classic, like, soul. Well, this still feels, this is still, for sure, like an old film. Yeah. But, uh, but it's less, like, zany. It's less zany, for yeah. sure. It's more like Casablanca genre. Yes, yes. Only here to warn us what the plan is. The hour is up on us, it's bananas. Born alone, die alone, no matter who your man is. Really? Hope you live long. It's not it's, I think it's only a three finger ring fever. Spring chicken eater, I did as a ringleader. Who needs a heater? Catch him with bare hands. Wow. These same hands and make raises out bear cans. His own biggest fan and got a fan base as big as you. I'm trying to find the sample on who sampled and because of his fucking monikers. You, you had the song right too yeah, with uh yeah, with, it was Frazier. for the little kings like sling blade uh, no, it's the wrong track oh no it was okay oh my god all right <laughs> oh my god oh my god there we go oh interesting yeah all right so let's so uh, in that song, it took reason why we took so fucking long. Uh, that samples from Invasion of Astro Monster, which makes Monster, sense. We have from 1965. It also samples fucking Phil Collins and Paid in Full. There you Eric B. and Rakim, Rakim, we we fucking covered that a while a while ago. I mean, yeah, the fact that this man is a student of Rakim is not really no surprise, surprise yeah. here. So I like this album even more. In a way, it's like a, I think it's a better album. It 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 didn't like have that shock value that the first one did. Yes. I think overall it's, it is a step forward. It's a step up. It's more consistent. It's more succinct. It's shorter. It's it's. I think it's a better album. Yeah, this feels also like I think having like a three headed monster uh, moniker for this is appropriate because there's a lot of guest stars. Yeah, or not even stars. I just assume they're his friends. I don't really know any of these people. Never heard of them. Yeah. Um, Although what, we will see them again in the future. Yeah, like star and stuff. One of the craziest things. I found out when doing research for this episode is no on the song Antimatter. He comes up later on on other Doom albums. Nobody knows who Mr. Fantastic is. Oh, 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 really? No one knows who he is. Interesting. That's 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 fascinating. Yeah, I like that. yeah. And it's a good song, too. Yeah, I, I like Mr. Fantastic's voice. It's very like. I don't know how to describe it. It's not like overtly weird, but it this like feels good. His yeah. his flow and everything like that. Yeah, that's a groovy ass song too. Antimatter. Antimatter is really good. Um, and uh, so uh, yeah, I mean, e- each album has a lot of uh, I don't know concept gimmicks. This one is very Godzilla, King Ghidra, Ghidorah, whatever. Uh, it's literally in the name, why it's uh, what it's based around. 
Yes. And uh, uh, he describes this character as like a monster who sends things to Doom. Mm-hmm. And like Doom interprets them. So when he does like the King Ghidorah gimmick, that's like no no filters to him. You don't got the Doom uh-huh. interference there. And I'm just like, you're a cra- you're you're crazy, crazy person. Yeah, he's absolutely out of his fucking mind. Yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> yeah, I think all the characters, the way he describes them, I'm like, that makes sense. Um, sure. I mean, they they all kind of make sense in, a, in an artsy way if you just put on that hat. But um, what else is on here? I mean, crazy, craziest, most like unhinged doom track ever. Probably no snakes alive. No snakes. Well, it certainly is absolute. I I don't know why. Like, I feel like no one should like that song. I love it. it. It's fucking great. No, it is great. I mean, it's. I'm going to play a little bit. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> DJ has arrived. You guys can take five. By the time it's over, no snakes alive. Take a dive. Tell them you better. Is that a military radio feedback sound? <laughs> what the fuck is that? It's the result of concentration and lollygag. I said, you're right. He pulled the mic out of snotty rag. Slipped up airtight. We don't have time to get to it. We don't. Whatever. Yeah. We don't have time to get to it, but it speeds. It, it speeds it, up. It, it gets it, fucking. Ooh. Like what you were saying, where he changes. Yep. And it, it's double just, times. He goes fucking. Oh, it's great. Um, one of my favorite doom, like top tier doom beats for me. Um, next levels. I yeah. I love that. Like jazzy, jazzy, darker, awesome. Yeah. It also feels way cleaner than the rest on here. Oh yeah, it's kind of an outlier, but I just I love it. I love it so much. Fucking um, what else? I mean, there's, there's so many so many great things on here, and it's again, it's similar to the last one, a little bit less zany, uh, but leaning more into the into like the, the you feel like a you just imagine old movies all over the fucking place. Yeah. Um, Crazy World has a that one. I thought that was a Twin Peaks sample. It is not. Oh, what is it? It's it's not Twin Peaks. I have no idea what it is. Uh, I I didn't take note because look it up right now. Um, the, it is oh Fifth Dimension. Fifth, fifth Dimension. Yeah. So uh, that w- that one makes me fucking feel things. Yeah, like it's just such an unusual and emotional beat. Like it, it God damn, like this early shit is is pretty. It. It's its own thing. It's early it's, Doom albums are its own fucking thing. It's weird. I don't even want to say he's just throwing things at the wall because it's obviously very deliberate. But it's just like it's like you went to a buffet and they're like serving you like sushi with like soul food. You're like, what is going on here? And if you just find the right combo, it fucking works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking final hour brings on the theremin. Which, oh uh, hell yeah! He's no he's no stranger to theremin. No, or samples with theremin. And again, that's another one with, with the shifting tempo where it's it's. it's and there's it, always once. Yeah, it didn't feel as qu- quite as amazing this time, just because like oh all right, this is just a, a, another trick that he does before. Uh, it's also less than a minute though, so it's not even like it's hard to even call it a song. Like, yeah, there's a lot of. A lot of things that he'll do where it's just like, oh, this is, you know, 50 seconds and now we're done. But uh, what the hell else is on your lock jaws? Fucking another minute long, amazing song. Uh, Fine print is kind of the only one that feels cartoony to me. I think it rules, man. No, it's I, good. Yeah, I, I meant like cartoony in the, the like for doom sure. sense. It's, I, I, have to, I have to look up the, the sample of that because uh, that, whatever it is, it's like. 
uh, Stars and Stripes Forever, kind of like that, that type of feel. was super old and, and uh, colonial sounding. Uh, let's see the fine print. And that sample is definitely not. Oh, it's uh, another invasion of, of yeah. Astro Monster. So he, he sampled a lot from that. Um, Appropriately so. Yeah. And uh, last thing I'll note is uh, I wonder because those, those strings, man, goddamn beautiful. And it, it's also. I that think, one felt kind of off to me. Really, I dig it. I dig it. It's also, but yeah. Even though I did say the last album was super diverse, this one feels more diverse. Even though it it, it does have a, it feels more of like a, a cohesive, yeah, yeah, vision, yeah. yeah, interesting stuff, interesting stuff. Hell yeah! Uh, but we got we got plenty more. So, are you ready? I'm ready. This is the the first of his Victor Vaughn albums, and uh, this is uh, 2003's Vaudeville Villain. And uh, let me crank it one. He describes Victor Vaughn as a younger person who is an MF Doom fanboy. Interesting. What a psycho. <laughs> a weirdo. So these ones, we got more of like a sci-fi electronic feel going on now. That's my number. One dry summer, as far as I remember. This song is so fucking good. And also, this is the first album where the production is like, ooh, it's always good now. Well, it's good production. Well, yeah, I don't think he produced these. I think he's this lyrically doing it. But I just mean like even, uh, even his voice. Yeah. It's just the entire mixing, everything about it. It's just clearer and more punchy. It's no big deal. They're just a bunch of knuckle fucks. You wonder how well would they hold up in the holding cell? It sort of has the strange makings of a tale told in hell. But yeah, I don't want to rush these things, but we do have to, to get get it going totally different vibe totally but. totally best personal favorite whoa yeah. i didn't see that coming nor did i i'd never heard of this thing i've never fucking heard of this thing yeah and I, I didn't even like i don't that's i don't give a fuck what's appropriate or what or not <laughs> with this artist because i'm just going in with what i what yeah, i find I, to be I don't think any i don't think there's any wrong answer when it comes to him it's this is to be fair a fucking incredible album when i first saw, i was like we are playing a different fucking game now yeah because it, it feels like an evolution on his stuff before because it's not it's not all. I mean, I, I love the first two albums, but there is, it's a different different producer. So it's mm-hmm. not it's not all these these old film score things. There's still you know a lot of doom doomness in there. So a lot of that kind of shit. But the songs, man, are just the consistency out the gate is unmatched. I don't think he ever touches that consistency again. Which is like banger, 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 banger. Like, like th- that many in a row where they're that strong. Like some yeah. of his best songs all in a row. Like, Interesting. The title track, Lick Upon the Fucking Drop, uh, Lactose and Less Less Than, Dead Mouse, like all in a row. Like fucking holy shit. It just, it just nonstop. Let me say on Lactose, when he says next time I'll bring my men who speak Mexican is just fucking hilarious. That's great. That's great. That's great. He has so, well, I mean, yeah, I could have just go, through ones that make me laugh. I only did the highlights. But I, I love the pacing so much because 
you get the title check what you were, you were just hearing and it's fucking it comes in hot with this dynamite production mm-hmm. and it's fast and it's pissed off and then look upon is the perfect follow-up it's mid-paced it's intense it's mean it's it, like the perfect it feels so good coming after that it, yeah that one reminds me of something like biggie would rap over yeah. um so yeah check I, out that episode too by the way yeah i like that i like that variety there um to me there's like two big songs on here with that and they're let me watch which is one oh, of the let me watch can i watch yeah funniest song it's funny i like it a lot i it, didn't think i would like it but i like I, it. i'll just go through it it starts and there's a female rapper on there and it's vic and this female rapper and they're dating they're in love it's very appropriate it's very sweet and then vic fucks up yeah yeah he fucks up and uh what does he say so he goes so v can bite your titties like a baby toddler hoe and she this loses it like who the fuck are you uh he says i wonder if she ever had her cootie cat ate a eight. <laughs> <laughs> like he just gets lewd for no reason and fucks like he could have banged this girl could have made her his his girlfriend but he fucks it up being too lewd and yeah. then it ends with her being like i'd rather masturbate than fuck with vic Vaughn. it's and so he's like, then he's like well can i watch can i watch yeah, yeah, it's it, so fucking funny like it's very funny it's a, and it's it's a weirdly smooth song I, yeah i think it's like one of the like most clever rap songs it's very for clever summer. yeah and I, it's, yeah go ahead Oh, and then the other big one, and I didn't even realize RJD2 did production on it, oh, is right. Saliva. Saliva. It's just Fucking like, rips, dude. Yeah, it's just the opposite of that. Like, you have this jazzy, subdued thing, and then, like, saliva. Again, yeah, with the, with the pacing, man. Like, they fucking... And this is one of his best-paced albums. It, it gets worse toward the end with, with the pacing. For sure. But... And this one really bummed me out when I first heard it, because this is, like, fucking stellar. And then you got the open mic tracks. And, I... Listen, they take taking away all the skit. By the way, there are like skits in in the beginnings and ends of them. If you take away the skit aspects, they're fucking great. They're just as good say, as the rest. I I like them because it separates them from other Doom albums, and there are actually people rapping, and there's like some jokey stuff. But then there's actually people like doing good rhymes on there. There is some like legit great stuff in because they're they're two. Yeah, you know, my open mic night part one and then there's part two and they have a bunch of different guests on there and it's it's opened up like like an mc at an open mic saying all right we got this fucking douchebag coming to the stage all right cut his mic like that kind of shit. <laughs> yeah and it, it's a cute little little thing i don't like skits like i said but the, what made it such so en- enraging is open mic night part one the first sack of shit that goes on <laughs> is doing this fucking slam bongo poetry shit that goes on way too long. Yeah. And I get it's like a joke, but it's so fucking cheesy and hacky and it goes on a long time. It just disrupts the fucking, like I said before, perfect yeah. flow of the, that first chunk of album. Perfect set of songs and they throw in this dog shit. And again, the rest of the song is cool, but that fucking two minute long bit is like yeah. jesus christ what a what a wrench i kind of like it because i feel like doom exists in its own world like separate of music and hip-hop and then on those open mic night tracks it's like he's kind of acknowledging the and he does in his lyrics eventually like the outside world so that's another reason i kind of like them and to me at this helps like when you listen to it you're like 
you're not going to confuse Victor Vaughn for MF Doom. Yeah. I mean, you are because they're oh, the, the same, same person. Same guy, but it is a very but, different vibe. And, yeah. yeah, in terms of vibes on uh, the album. But the rest of the songs, for the most part, like uh, Ray Dawn is fucking amazing. Crazy ass sample, super ethereal and beautiful with like a hint of spookiness in there. Fucking uh, Modern Day Muggy, another, another super short banger. Uh, just so... This album, I think, is the reason why it's my fucking favorite. And uh, I, I think it's the best just because it's just the most good songs packed in with, with the best pacing. Mm-hmm. But or like the most of his best songs, I think, in, in one album. But the reason why it's my favorite is because the darkness on here, I think, is the most hooky. Yeah. Like he's he's dark for most of the album. Maybe like a couple he's not so dark on. Mm-hmm. But uh, th- this one, it's like evil, pissed off mean angry angry bass lines that are just the fucking coolest and catchiest that you know having you describe it like that i think adds uh, an interesting wrinkle into these characters where like victor vaughn is not like a full-blown super villain but thinking about it in that context and um we'll get to it the when we get to vic's last appearance I think he may be like more evil than Doom. Oh, oh, more evil. Holy it, shit. Yeah, Holy I shit. think I think this motherfucker was like laying down the groundwork for like Vic to overtake Doom. Oh shit. I mean, it's fucking rad. I fucking yeah. love these albums. Uh and you, yeah, and so the rest is fucking just as good. I mean, the, the only complaint I have aside from the open mic tracks is uh, the closer changes the beat, which has literally four minutes of rain at the beginning of it. Oh yeah, four minutes straight of rain sounds. That goes into like what we were talking about, like on C. It's oh, you're on a CD, you got eighty minutes. Yeah, yeah might as well ruin your album by padding it out. <laughs> but but the song is so fucking good. The song is great. I don't know if it justifies the fucking four minutes of rain, but the song Change the Beat is actually very rad. Uh, and that's the only song on the on the album where he's he's under MF Doom instead of instead of Vic. Um but yeah good fucking album. I think it's the best. I think it's it's also my favorite. It's like some not and not just so many of his best fucking songs insanely consistent and interesting the most hooky uh and the, the, this is where the production just fucking takes a step up and everything is big and full and, and crisp. I forgot to bring it up, but this real quick. A dead mouse. Oh, right, 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 right. So good. That's all I want to say. Uh, Wait, dead mouse. It's like got the strings and it's kind of like Middle Eastern. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. It's fucking rules. It's it's uh, but that was the song where uh, when I heard it, I was like, because again, I told you I went in this a little bit pessimistic but 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 mostly you just not knowing what it was like when i heard that i was like this is the best case scenario for this episode yeah like hearing that i'm like i love it i love it and this is the best way it could have gone i didn't see it going this way this is fucking <laughs> awesome dead mouse rules but anyway i my, told you hell yeah my best <laughs> favorite we got plenty more let's uh let's move on to the final victor vaughn album this is 2004's the first of many albums released in 2004 Oh, yeah. This is like when I was getting into Doom. Oh, four was like the year of Doom. Oh, yeah. So this is uh, 2004. Is it VV2 Venomous Villain? Oh, got it. 
dub it off your man, don't spend that 10 bucks, I did it for the advance, the back end sucks, it's better than sitting up in a crack den with the Mac 11 yelling at so your feet. So I believe this album is not streaming, I had to get this one oh, off YouTube. Yes, so the YouTube quality is awful, um, thankfully I own it, so I should have sent it to you for quality, but I wasn't thinking. The quality is, is, is rough, and I did note that, but knowing that it was just a YouTube thing helps. Yeah, so I'm playing like the riff, the riff. I got more tricks up my sleeve Call pick up and sneeze Make it some fucking rules Dry heat Dude, somehow like Must be still allergic to A real raw rhyme With skills that surgical Take the day off They listen on the first album And they're like More sci-fi Yep Yep With your lazy daughter It's Fucking dark and funky But Unpredictable This play is song Look at that That can Was expecting to get this funky Also Diplo produced this Like what the Fuck like, that guy's just a huge EDM pop guy now, and he produced this fucking song. Like, so it's how long? How long did we play that song for? Uh, like two minutes. Two minutes, and it became two different songs in two yeah. minutes. And like, I did fast forward a little, so maybe not a full two minutes, okay, okay. but because there was filler in the beginning. But um, it kind of bothers me that people rank this like bottom tier. Do they? And I think they rank it bottom tier due to the lack of abil- availability. Okay. That's, uh, that's I think, a bullshit fucking reason. Yeah. So I think this label that put this out went under. So I don't know who has the oh. masters and all that. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I like this album a lot. I think it's more of like an EP. Uh, I mean, 35 minutes is no EP. That's it's fucking, no EP. No, that's, a, that's an album. <laughs> It's, there are so many of the best written in blood is 30 minutes. That's no EP. But like, yeah, I don't know. Like fallback titty fat is like one of the <laughs> best doom songs. It's so fucking fun. I mean, it's so many. That it, yeah. song goes all over the Everywhere. place. Everywhere. That, that song at first I was like, this is, it has cool moments, but it feels disjointed. And then as it goes on, it's the least accessible thing, but it ends up where it ends up. Like, this is just fucking incredible. It's, it's so good. It's, it's masterful. So yeah. It's masterful. And then, like, rap game is just, like, again, one of the best Doom songs. And I find to be very, it's not, I don't think it's anything special. I think it's straightforward as fuck, but it, I mean, still solid as hell. Yeah. I think it's a nice break from all the, like, electronic stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. like, I mean, it's always been one of my favorite Doom tracks. And then we got two two Titans in the building cool. on Doper Skiller. And, uh, you know, it's not exactly like uh, what I thought it would be in my dreams. But having Cool Keith. Cool Keith and MF Doom on one track is still really fucking cool. So there's Dope Skill and Dope Skiller. Dope <laughs> Skill, it doesn't do anything for me. It's short and I feel like inconsequential. Then Dope Skiller comes on. I'm like, that's much better. That's Much where it's at. Very dark. Very nice. Everything. I mean, he's, he's all his music is dark for the most part, but this is just continuing. Uh, definitely not as, as strong as the last one, obviously, in my opinion, but uh, I didn't I didn't dislike this at all. There's still some like, again, there's still some of his best fucking songs are in here. Yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, Ode to Road Rage is yeah. kind of weird and and dark and it's fucking great. And that's that's where we're because at this point and. And the album, I was like, okay, it's definitely like one of the weaker, like compared to the first three. I'm like, this is the weakest of the first three, but even the weaker albums are fucking great, pretty damn good. Like that's a killer song. Yeah. I, this is definitely a redheaded stepchild album in his discography. Mm. Um, I think it's, 
it's killer and i really i just don't think enough people have spent time with it due to like it not being readily yeah. available at a at a high quality and mm-hmm. uh, it definitely needs to be re-released but yeah. i'm sure i don't know who owns these things so yeah, it's no fucking idea. confusing and yeah this is the fact that like diplos on it is is nuts it is i don't recognize any any other fucking names on this, this yeah thing. It's, i, I it's don't know cool keith yeah yeah but uh yeah an interesting one and it's also the shortest album by a lot uh it's just, it, it it's just, just goes by so it, yeah quick it's just like yeah it, and it's not again it's it, people are probably i think they're wrong to rate it super low but it, there is a it's not perfect either like pop quiz is a pretty rough closer i think uh, it, it's not it's definitely not as memorable as no no not at all and like other uh, things on it and but aside from that like doom one vic i don't it's over immediately i don't love it it's not but it's like a, you know it's less than two minutes i kind of like it this like if you're confused why this is a victor oh this, this describing it yeah <laughs> that's fucking exposition <laughs> uh but try and find it the youtube version sucks but do what you can do what you can write letter maybe maybe diplo's got some pull tweet diplo and be like you have money and power you were on this album fucking do something justice for vic justice for vic Vic's second album <laughs> it's snappier if you just cut out that last part vv2 vv2 uh but we got plenty more we got plenty more from this year and we have a big giant one coming up next a big ass one coming up next yes i wonder what this one could be folks here we go here we go 2004's under mad villain mad villainy madlib heard that tick tick song and it's like i bet you could rap over an accordion too this is a uh, his most famous song probably the, there's big there's big ones on here i i i'm not gonna say one's bigger than the other this is the only one that i, I kept hearing in the world i well yeah by the way uh, this song samples mother's invention oh yeah of course it does yeah and he does sample for example later on which i called immediately let's make you want to sample take him out the picture Half is rich and yeah, Mad Lib is just a mixture between both with a one of the greatest producers ever. Oh yeah, it's like they know what's about to happen. So this is obviously a great song. Like I, I, I've had wildly different experiences with this song on different types of speakers. It is a inconsistent song depending on what you speak. It's crazy. Okay, we've all we've heard it. We got we got to move on it's a fucking great song so that song with the speakers what i, what I want to briefly touch on uh listen to that song in the car that bass drum is boom boom it's a fucking booming yeah it's, if you're listening on fucking computer speakers it might as well not be there headphones is probably the way to yeah. go and that's that's a weird thing that i haven't heard too much where there's that big of a of a, of a contrast of the size of speakers like if your speakers aren't big enough you just won't hear it mm-hmm. i think that's bad mixing but a great song this is the only album i heard before doing this oh, God everyone calls this a masterpiece and yeah i'm just going to agree this is the best i don't get it 
I don't. I, I, it's a good album. I don't see how this is a masterpiece. <laughs> this, it's just the the like two. This is two madmen in the studio to me, and like outside of like the technical prowess of everything. Yeah, I I like the vibe. It it feels, has a very good vibe. We, we we go back to the the variety show thing, which you get on. Uh, was it Bistro where he kind of yeah, yeah. talks about who they're like hanging out with and it feels like a variety show, but it's also just like you and friends are just hanging out mm-hmm. doing this kind of like B level variety show. And like, I just like the vibe. And then it's just like so many lines get stuck in my head from this album, mm-hmm. even before it blew up. And, and it's it. That's why it's like interesting watching it climb into this like legendary status because it's just like i always thought it was dope since day one yeah um so yeah i i mean it it did kind of change my outlook on music because like it introduced me to mad lib and he's like crazy now like he works with like big rappers now he's like one of the best guys at sampling like Middle Eastern music too. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, I just think it's just t- two madmen, Doom and Madlib creating crazy music. Um I'll tell you why I don't love it. Why? <laughs> well, there's a there's several reasons. I think it's still a very good album and it's it's su- super unique, not just uh, in the the grand scheme of of hip hop, which is is super unique, but no other doom album sound like this. Well, uh, yeah, that's because it's, it, it's Mad Lib. But even even like even the stuff that like like the Victor Von stuff, like even that you can kind of piece things together as it's like oh it's still doom, you know it's doom. This really this this is I think the least dark album out of everything. The stuff here, there's still dark stuff every every now and then, but overall it feels way more uh, like soulful as a whole it does yeah and that's not that's not my my problem with it my problem with it is actually the 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 flow of it because even though it does uh for, for i would say like 80 to 90 percent of it flows like really nice like the, the transition also, stuff is very nicely done where it kind of like bleeds into the next stuff also i gave it best because i like every song i uh, I'll, I'll talk yeah. about that but like uh fucking uh the songs are, are super duper short. They're they like, are. They I, are. I don't got no problem with short songs. I love yeah. me some short songs. My problem with it is that they feel, they feel like, like they have, un- they feel unfinished. Yeah. Every song feels unfinished. Maybe like aside from a couple, even accordion, which is this, this massive song and it's beautiful. And it's, it's haunting. Two ass it's two minutes. And you, but thing is fine. Two minutes is fine. Have a two minute song. It has a bitch ass quick fade out mm. at the beginning of the yeah. album, a bitch ass quick fade out. And then like, and it's it, like most of the songs don't do that. Most of the songs mm-hmm. don't do quick fade outs like that, but to have that at the very beginning of the album, just like, Oh, fucking, Oh, mm. bad pacing. Now how you feel about those fade outs. Oh, I hate a quick fade out. Um, to put a, a bow on on Victor's journey, because this is the last time we see him on, oh, yeah. on Fancy, Fancy Clown. Clown. Yeah. That song is about his girl leaving him for doom. So that's why interesting. That's uh. why I'm like, oh, he was like setting him up 
to like be a bigger because uh-huh. now he is an actually his actual story and now he's not a fan anymore yeah. now he is upset yeah. but he he never never elaborated yeah uh, uh, yeah it's a fine song good beginning it's super super fucking short comes and goes i mean it's two minutes or less than two minutes um before he recorded other albums it was kind of hard to get people to listen to doom so one of the tracks i would show him is america's most blunted because like you show that to stoners they if it's about weed like they don't even care that it's weird yeah it's so that song it's and it's a big reason why i don't love this album I believe it's Quasimodo's fucking voice. Oh, I I well, hate do you, that fucking do you know, well, pitch shifted bullshit. Well, Quasimodo is Mad Lib. With a pitch shifter, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't like that fucking character. I don't like that sound. I don't like that fucking I guess I'm just used to it. I like that stupid, annoying pitch shifted thing. I hate it. Can't wait to make you do the Quasimodo episode. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so it, it, that song and, and the other one, Shadows of Tomorrow, which I... America's Most Blended is fine. It's annoying because of the voice. But Shadows of Tomorrow is the one where that fucking quaz it, it oh, drives me up the fucking no, wall. I, I hate it. I love Shadows. I didn't listen to Sun Ra before this album. And then <laughs> fucking Sun Ra. And then because of that track, I was like, you son of a bitch, I'm in. Sun Ra is a fucking force. Holy he, shit. And yeah, so like because yeah, he's like taking Sun Ra lyrics. And yeah. Probably even samples. Um. So the reason why I keep commenting on like the the shortness of the songs and the 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 unfinishedness or the way they feel unfinished as a whole, this feels way more like a sound collage than an album, which is it's not like a bad thing. Again, it has a cool vibe and it's very it's fucking fascinating and they're brilliant samples and the production itself is is pretty fucking brilliant. But it doesn't feel it doesn't move me as an album. It's like. This is just a very fucking interesting piece of art. Yeah, I don't know. It like it is kind of like if you blink and it's over, but also it's like I've been listening to, like when did this ten, oh damn near 20 years. Yeah. Holy shit, I'm old. Um in two more years. Like eight, years. yeah, I've been listening to this for 18 years, so I'm just like I don't know. I can like get in these songs, but I I get that like sensation you're describing because I'm sure I had it at first, but now it's just like now it's like comfort food for me. Yeah, it becomes a different thing for sure. Uh, it also does a thing that that I I get only with albums with short songs. Get I mean, get it all the time with with hardcore punk, especially mm-hmm. when every song is super short. The brilliant ones are kind of lost no, no no it's not that they're they're immediately uh counterbalanced by one i don't like mm. so it's not, it, like so you get two songs that are a minute long mm-hmm. fucking nothing but you get one that is brilliant and you get one that's that's kind of so-so they're the, they're taking the same amount of real estate so they just kind of cancel each other out like it becomes this it, it just becomes like oh you get one bad song one good song you, you can't even acknowledge that that they're both so short that it, they're gone immediately and you're already moved on to the next thing. They, they take up the same amount of brain power. Yeah, I think the like quotability of the lyrics also help this like you know, like accordions got mm-hmm. things, America's most blunted, um, all caps obviously. That's another that's another big one on here. Figaro is just like 
Um, oh, Figaro's fucking amazing. Figaro. It's Figaro. one of my I, absolute favorites. I've only seen Doom live once. It sounded like shit. And yeah, like. <laughs> it's not surprising somehow. <laughs> Dude, I the, one of the only songs I could make out that I ha, I can't even tell you what songs he did. You couldn't make him out, really. I, I couldn't make out. That's how bad it sounded. And the motherfucker showed up late, but at least I didn't get a Doom bot. Do you know about Doom bots? I can't believe we didn't bring up Doom bots. I mean, we're, I was we going to bring it up now because this is like this is the beginning of the Doom bots. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Because I know what happened a lot more in like the in a, in a, a, like a year from now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, go ahead. This dude is an asshole. It's hilarious, but it's <laughs> he is an asshole. And like I, to me, I'm like I kind of wish he did sound an imposter because it sounded like shit. I would, <laughs> I would have rather seen like a good show that sounded good. But yeah. Because he wears a mask, he would send people who weren't him to do his shows and people would get mad. And his excuse was, I'm a supervillain, which is bullshit because, like, you're an artist and people paid money to see yeah, you. Um, yeah. I remember the one that, that that blew up a little bit was he sent Hannibal Burris, Burris to do it. Yeah, yeah. That which, one made me laugh. Which is, it is very funny, except for the fact that Hannibal Burris is, like, sincerely making music now. <laughs> is he? I mean, I haven't checked it out yet, but I don't uh, think you got it, dude. It, it's a lot of auto-tune. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of auto-tune. That one I was fine with because that was during a Flying Lotus set. Like, that is you, funny. You paid your money for Flying Lotus yeah. and like not Doom. But yeah, yeah uh, not good live anyways. And then so whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, big album, big quotable songs I quoted, but yeah. um, one of the like craziest songs to me is like rainbows oh, i'm like oh. who who raps and sings about drinking drano oh yeah and yeah. then like fairly recently like within the past few years i realized because he's a bad singer and he knows he's a bad singer the hook for the song is because he drink drink drano he drank he literally drank drano not really but that's like Oh, that's why how, that's how bad his voice is. That's that's yeah. The person drunk. drink Drano, so that's why he sound. That's why he sounds bad. Because I mean, yeah. the, the whole song is just really bad vocals and yeah, <laughs> singing. Because yeah, that's a song like it's a good fucking song though. It's very noir sounding. Yeah, initially I didn't love that song, but then like I was listening to it, and I'm like, you fucking weird motherfucker and it just it grows on you i know i know for sure it grows on you the vocals were enough to make me not enjoy it but i get it that one was like i i get it this is not i'm, I'm not even gonna be like complaining about that one. Oh, and then last thing the all caps music video is like very beautiful uh -huh. it's it's hand drawn and um last year uh stone throw the record label they finally put out like an hd version mm -hmm. of the music video and it's this it's very cool it's all hand that's very drawn cool. it's this check that music video out great it, song too because yeah before it just it looked like shit and seeing like the hd version is this nice very nice uh one last thing uh i mean, I mean it doesn't even need to be said i already kind of mentioned it just with like the the stuff i think the, the thing i found the most frustrating was the super duper short songs that were amazing like like super villain theme it's like it's a, I, it's a, it's a, I, I think that's the strongest instrumental it is an instrumental that's under a minute that i was just so 
devastated, wasn't longer and fleshed out. I was like, how could you just let that one go like that? I mean, God damn it. I like there's stuff here that's longer that like, maybe could have been shorter and vice versa. But like that one's like, what are you doing? It's fucking, that's so fucking good. There's, yeah. Oh, we, we, oh. Yeah. There's something deep. Going uh, on there. Yeah, and it ends with Rhinestone Cowboy, which is pretty strong, very strong. Just awesome. The longest song at four minutes. Only like two, well, how many songs blunt, crack four minutes? This One? blunted and yeah, Rhinestone. Everything yeah. else is like two minutes and under for the most part. Uh, but yeah, your best. Everyone, everyone's best. best. Everyone's best. I don't. I see it as a masterpiece. I get what, I get what Mike's saying, yeah. but also like I think MF Doom's discography is so varied and yeah. unique. Like I don't, I don't really think there's a a right answer for yeah. To me, there's not really like a clear best. If you if you like really yeah. get into him, it's hard to pick a best. So even though this has the acclaim, and I I fell into the trap, I I don't even think it's like an obvious like a clear best. I to think me. this is a perfect example of hype hurting, uh, hurting a situation because if if I had no knowledge of this album going mm-hmm. into it i would have been completely blindsided like this is a fucking weird and interesting album i might have given like a personal favorite or something yeah because it's just so unusual and it's such a weird flow to it but maybe not just because the, the the flow of it is i have a problem with that but like the fact that it just praises this masterpiece like have you heard have you heard have you heard hey victor von i, I <laughs> do th- people I, love that one too and i know yeah but. i do think this is well, personally, better than yeah, I know I get it, but uh, as an album, I think I think I like it way more as a piece, a piece of art than as a as an album. Uh, I mean, just the like album cover looks like an art piece more than it. Do- it honestly does than other things. So. Yeah, I like his droopy eyes in it. Yeah, it looks uh, sleepy. Uh, but- yeah, it was originally going to be like this full color because. The guy who did it, he really likes the King Crimson and the Court of the... Oh, Court of the, Court of the Crimson King, yeah. Yeah, so he wanted something scary, and then so he just started making it darker uh-huh. until it was scary. And then he's like, oh, it kind of looks like a Madonna album cover, so that's why there's a little square of orange to uh-huh. like tie it into the Madonna cover. I'm like, even the album art is fucking... It's, it's, it's simple on the surface, but there's always, uh, yeah. there's always more to it. Goddamn. So yeah, if you put it I forget which one it is. Uh, maybe we can look it up and throw it on the video. It, right it lines now. up with the Madonna. Yeah. Uh, but we got more. We got so many more. This is the last album of 2004. This is uh, under under his name. Right? This is MF Doom. Yes. Last oh. one under MF Doom. Last one under <laughs> MF Doom. Uh, this is uh, mm, food. I love this so much. Really? Really? I suggest to change the diet. I mean, it's back to the blood pressure if you fry, or even a stroke, heart attack, heart disease. It ain't no starting back once heart starts to squeeze. Take the easy way out, phony. I love that it's called beef wrap, and he's talking about like what eating too much beef does to you. The man knows. <laughs> I just like oh that big like your arteries start to squeeze. I love I love the delivery. And we're back to the fucking classic. 
Road. Well, that one back, he hasn't produced since. And it's it's the second album. Well, Ghidorah. Yeah, so the second one. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, sorry. So my only problem with that song is is how long it takes to start, which you, oh, you skipped all of that. Uh, yeah, I skipped it, but I I love it. for the podcast. I skipped it, but I like I like the setup on it. Um, I think this is lyrically his best. Really? Yes. Oh man, I wish I paid more attention to the lyrics because I didn't I didn't love this album at all. I think he is shredding on every song. It is like, an interesting concept. It is a fascinating concept album. It's all fucking food related. And, but then he does like clever things like, oh, it's a beef rap. And then he kind of takes it like, like literally and ties in beef to actual beef. Again, a fan of the double, triple and quadruple entendres. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, oh, man. Like, dude. Hot cake or hoe cakes. Hoe cakes. I just love how ugly that like beatboxing is. Oh, I hate it. It sounds like a fart. It sounds like a I fucking love it. fart. I love it. It drives me crazy. Like, and I was surprised at how much they, it was bothering me. I was like, man, this is really ruining the song for me. Holy shit. I love it. And then like, I would sit there and listen and he said something like Doom's like gone like BD Koopa. And like, I would listen to it. And then I was like. After five years, I'm just like, who the fuck is BD Cooper? So I like looked it up. Super interesting guy. Like, uh, held up a plane. Oh fuck. Um, made the government uh, give him money. Took the plane up and parachuted out, and they never found his body. The dude did it. He fucking did, he did it. it. BD Cooper's like legit, like really like inner, like an the interesting- only successful fucking. Uh, what is it? Uh, blame not blame. Uh, uh, threatening the government, robbing, robbing the yeah, government. Yeah, you know, holding up on an airplane. I think it was in the seventies, and and yeah, that like that's the type of guy Doom is. Like he's just thinking about BD Cooper. It's just, Holy shit, that's fascinating. Uh, I, I yeah, I, I don't I don't. So I thought I didn't like this album. Uh, I don't like it as much as, as a lot of the others, but in the end, there's still some of his, I think some of the best songs are on here. The yeah. I think the the, ult, the ultimate reason why this one like fucking bothered me uh, is the gigantic chunk in the middle of filler. Yes. I mean, yes. holy that, shit. That's why I didn't give it an accolade. I don't I don't mind it, but also in it's the lengthy. scheme of things. Yeah, it's I, a big chunk. Like I've never four tracks in a row of filler. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. But like I said, I just. Mm the lyrics on here and like we do get a, a mad lib produced one with one beer that was supposed to be oh oh it was it supposed to be on the last one yeah it's supposed it's to be on the last great. one and i'm glad they cut it because like it fits better here and yeah. i think mad lib like chose violence with those samples like i love just sampling like a, a drum fill and like the mm. crazy like high pitch vocal the vocal samples sound so fucking good they're great uh pot holders is, is also fantastic oh i think that's one of my favorite doom beats amazing great right, well it's layers. not the it might not be doom it might be yeah count, count base d yeah whoever the fuck that is yeah it's fucking fantastic though god damn i love it speaking of i think this is our last mr fantastic appearance on oh uh, mr. Fanta- yeah rap rap snitch rap snitch niches 
uh, yeah, one of the most popular Doom songs. And is that really? Is it one of them? It is. And yeah, that's where like he he like brings it on there. Um, it's fucking great. That guitar sample makes me feel things. Yeah. Love so it. you have the like main course, like the rap snitches telling all their business, yeah. sitting in the court. They be their own star witness. Yeah. Do you see the perpetrator? Yeah, I'm right here. Like, <laughs> I feel like you know the song, Alex. I'm I know. Like I, I didn't even it. write it down. I just like know yeah. the song. And then like my favorite ver or one of the my favorite parts on there, because at the time, this is like peak Little Wayne and some other guys. Oh, right, right, right. This right, is right. like shirtless rappers. And then so like I always loved like, are they rhyming jerks or sh- or stripping males out of work jerks since they shut down Chippendales. Yuck. Put a shirt on. At least a button up. Like. Yuck. Yeah. yeah. Cause I like, I was angry at, and we've talked about like how awful music is in the like early two thousands. Pretty bad. Especially hip hop. And oh yes. So like when I heard him say that, I was like, yes, this is my guy. Like, this is my guy saying what needs to be said. Yeah. He's wearing a Cosby sweater and a metal mask (laughs) and like little Wayne's layering up. Yeah. 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 And little Wayne's out here, like shirtless talking about like lollipops, like good God almighty. So yeah, this, the, I always, I always get the rhyming jerks or stripping males. Yeah. And then, yeah, this is the wordplay out of work jerks since they shut down Chippendales. Like, it's just so odd. Like, when you say it, it's like, yeah, of course you say that. But then it's like, I think he really thought about that. Of course. And got the, of course, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no fucking schmuck is coming up with that on the spot. And yeah, didn't write those down. Off the off the dome off for the dome. those. Uh, Conqueso, fucking awesome. Pretty underrated. I love it. Yeah. I, I think it's, it comes on way too late in the album. It could have been think, a fucking strong opener. I think that's why it gets Conqueso and Cookies. Cookies is fucking fantastic. It's a killer. It, I mean, it's a, I love if I like it as a closer, but it is, I don't give a fuck. It's great. Yeah. It's fast, yeah. mean, fucking dark. Killer bass lines. Well, there was one thing that bothers me about that song. And it's, again, it's like, there are, there are some amazing moments with these bass lines that they just fucking play once and then they just leave it. Yeah, and it's like I guess at least play it twice. Give me something. I guess that's the danger you get with a a maniac like this. Who, where one album you're like, I love how it's one song and then it changes. Yeah. Also, like if you like a if you fucking love a thing, he might touch it for a second then never touch it again. Like, god damn. Again, he's a super villain. You can't you can't trust him. It's probably not even dead. No, he's dead. But I no, I'm not. You know, I'm not one for conspiracy theories. But if people want to start one that he's not dead, hey, I, I, I was like, I mean, we're gonna talk about. Oh, we're gonna talk about I mean, it. And, yeah, yeah, but it, it, people have made up much more stupid conspiracies about celebrity deaths. I didn't even believe it for like a few weeks. I didn't believe it for a while. Yeah, I'm like sure. Oh, on Halloween? Oh, okay. Was April Fool's too convenient yeah. for him to die? <laughs> uh, but yeah, good album. Uh, rough bit in the middle. It's fucking pretty, pretty packed with filler, but Lyri- his best stuff. And lyrically. Yeah, lyrically, this is this is his best. I It's insane how he did these three albums or they were released and i'm sure they were recorded various times but holy shit what what a fucking year yeah oh last little thing uh just saw right now uh food is an anagram of mf doom 
Oh, of course which, it, of course it is. Which makes uh, plenty of sense. It makes a lot of, of sense. Of course it is. Interesting stuff. Uh, but anyway, uh, time to to move on. We're, we're we're approaching the end. We have a few more. Uh, still a lot, but like, well, maybe like three three left. But this is a very fascinating one. This is a uh, 2005. We did a little bit of a collab, a little collab with our buddy Danger Mouse, who we've uh, covered a lot. In, I've in included the past. in a year end list with Karen O. And uh, we've also covered him with Sparkle Horse. Oh, that's uh, right. Yep. Uh, he, he's been around. So this is uh, as Danger Doom, uh, the mouse and the mask. Why did you buy this album? I don't know why you did. You're stupid. Let me tell you, when I heard about this album, I was like... Depending on your age. Yourself. <laughs> says a lot. I was like, of course, MF doing something with Adult Swim, doing an Adult Swim album, that makes sense, it makes all the sense of the world, it does, I wasn't expecting it to be this serious, this is the most clean production you are going to get in the whole thing. 100%. Um, I think this was before Gnarls Barkley. So this was like the second big thing Danger Mouse did. This is like coming off the Grey album. So this song is called uh, Chupinibre, which is a reference to Futurama that I love quite a bit. Yep. I think it was like the first episode of season two. I second that emotion because I've seen it 10,000 times. Meritarian, a sick pair of merry men. The beat is like a swift kick in the rear end. The stiff <laughs> made a loser lips. Oh, she put the censored version. He said, Jam. I thought they were, I thought it was always censored. Uh, no, no, no. Well, I, I discovered that it's not. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah. Mike knows something. So, I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that that's the version. Yeah, that's the same one I got too. I first I listened to it. The first time I was like, why is it censored? And then the one with this cover? The original one. The original, yeah. That one is not censored. Okay. Yeah, I, for some reason, I just thought they were like playing into the like that they were on. Thing? Yeah, that they were on TV and they got that, to get that makes that makes sense. So I didn't even think much of it. Uh, I, I imagine that was the one more um, pushed by Adult Swim. Maybe. Oh uh, no, it came out like this was the, this no, the is original, the original yeah, cover. Yeah. Uh, but this album is a surprisingly fantastic album also personal personal favorite because i get it i mean this was again i just love every song also this is a very specific fucking album it is it's definitely dated because this is a, a really exact moment in adult swimming history <laughs> where you have Aqua Teen Hunger Force was at the top of its game yep you got fucking uh space ghost space ghost hover birdman sea lab uh and the Brack show and whatever. They have, Perfect Hair was a weird show. I never saw it. Never saw it was a weird hair. show. Yeah. There were, I mean, there's a lot of weird shows. Yeah. But this was like, this was my adult swim. This was the, adult oh, swim yeah. That, this yeah. was our adult swim, our generation's adult swim. For sure. So there was a huge soft spot for that. I think objectively, t- taking all that out, the jokiness is a bit much. <laughs> the, I, the fucking characters doing the voices and the, like I love the characters, I love the shows, but it is stupid as fuck. I no, I disagree. I'm not even like a big Space Ghost fan. I I like the Brack appearances on here. 
And then, of course, like, I love Aqua Teen, but Aquatine is good. I think even if you like cut those out, I think like Danger Mouse is just so fucking good at what he does. MF Doom is just so good at what he does. These are all this- such good songs. Despite that, that's literally my only complaint is that the, the jokes will not be funny third listen. And at that point, you're just listening to fucking Master Shake leave a crazy voicemail, which is the funniest part of the whole fucking thing. I don't Master know. Shake's voicemails, I think, is the him and the Moon Knights, I think, are the funniest thing on here. Oh, I love I love Moon Knights. I love uh, That's a Year in the... I, I that's like, a Year in is fantastic. Yeah. They were always, like, one of my favorite lyrics. I love how, like, absurd and grand they are. And you get that on the song, though. The, the be, Behold, y'all. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. just... It's, I love the great. way they talk. Yeah. Um, but... I don't know. I think on the Aqua Teen Hunger Force song, Carl being like, you know, where's all the, the guitars? Uh, you know, Ario Speedwagon. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff uh, white people listen to. <laughs> that song is, is my least favorite because it is just an Aqua Teen. It's literally called Aqua Teen Hunger Force for one. Uh, yeah. But it's just like, let's have a fun joke song gimmicky thing with all the characters from the show. And that stuff. I don't love that kind of stuff in general. It's mm-hmm. very novel. But this is like an hd version of the first album where like it involves cartoons and there's the playfulness but and i think yeah it's, it's very just, sleek it's very clean it's also obviously more modern and it, comedy oriented um yeah like a song like sofa king you don't you don't get that oh like, yeah. mf doom by himself i, like, for, I forgot about uh sofa king we taught it yeah, yeah, i yeah. fucking forgot about that i i always i i misremembered it as a south park thing but it's an aqua teen thing yeah um and then the the mask like when that song came out everyone because you bought up that he was inspired by ghostface oh yeah ghostface and i didn't know ghostface wore a mask until this song oh and then so they're like mf doom ghostface album coming out and i was just like holy shit that's gonna be the greatest thing ever never fucking came out they did a a few songs together they collabed on like two total two three no, there's there's more, a, there's more oh, the, 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 that we covered. I think yeah, only two. The, yeah, we're gonna get into two of the songs, but uh, like, oh man, I just love that pairing of Doom and, and Ghostface that, so much. That song is fucking amazing. Ghostface sounds amazing on there. It, when I took my mask off, my face went missing for two whole days. <laughs> like, fucking hilarious. That's so funny. Uh, and yeah, the, again, aside from the uh Aquatine Hunger Force track and that I don't I don't really care much for old school rules. It's not even bad. I just don't care for Tillam Quilly so much. I uh, I like old school um it is it is kind of like dated that that era of like independent hip hop. It yeah. does have that feel. It is ironic that like most deaf was the super fan, but then like Talib Kweli got to do the song. So uh it's, I don't it's, think I mean arguably that's not like a most deaf track but yeah i just think it's like there's a video of of most deaf just like freaking out over really how, how good oh how good it is mf doom is oh. and like it's just i don't know if they ever did a song but it's just kind of crazy it yeah doesn't pop up in this discography so that is crazy um i think my favorite song is benzy box speaking Ooh. about a song they depending on your stereo equipment you'll um. get various 
results results on it it'll blow your shit out and i just love the juxtaposition of like how bassy and fuzzy that is and then to bring in like celos yeah like smooth vocals over it i controversial opinion i never like celo don't care for his voice don't like him as a person i think that, i don't actually have no i have nothing against him as a person <laughs> oh i think he's i think he's gone crazy i think right? he's a bad person i think people he, don't like him <laughs> he might he, yeah. yeah he might be i meant to look it up but i didn't so i'm not gonna say any more on it <laughs> there we go uh the song i think it's i get that people will like it i get that it's your favorite i know it's a good song i don't care for that fucking style i don't i don't really like anything that he does that much it's not for me um but i didn't i, didn't, I don't think it's like a, a knock on the, on the record at all or on the flow of all, of all these songs uh last thing i'll say crosshairs um Ooh. i feel like on paper, one of the best on paper all those samples sound random but it this comes together in such a, a beautiful way strings those bass lines honestly it's fantastic one of the best songs here for sure and yeah i like brack rapping um i i don't know if it's a bonus track but on oh, the, on bada bing on bada bing when meatwad Meat comes in he's uh he does beef rap beef rap yeah, yeah. it's cute it's not worth multiple listens. <laughs> yeah, it's, just, a, like, it's, just an, it's, it's cute, a, but it's just a nice little tip of the hat. And then also, yeah, like a meatball doing beef. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, that stuff I could do without, uh, you know, because just because the, the re- I'm looking for the re-listen. Uh, uh, value you of it. skip it. Yeah, that's why it's very, it's a very last thing. It's just chop it on. off. And honestly, Master Shake, his voicemails are legit great. They're oh, so yeah. fucking How funny. How he's like, fuck you, but also, like, <laughs> here's my contact. Like, yeah, if we're working on anything else in the future, give me a call. Give me a call. It's, it's, it's classic it's Master great. Shake, like, narcissist. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, it's funny. It's legit funny. Uh, and the songs are, are this is honestly one of his fucking best albums, like, just without a doubt. And even though, like, I did, I did notice a lot of, like, by the end of the album, I'm like, oh, this is Danger Mouse's thing. This is just what he does. He does the, a lot of the the bells and xylophones. He does a lot of this like smoothness with like old, like a lot of string stuff. Like orchestral. Yeah. Like he, it's kind of like a big band. Yeah. Like a little. You it doesn't s- sound like it, but the same mentality. Yeah. You, you know him when you hear him. And if you like it, you're good. If you don't, you're not going to. It's not going to change. Which like, who who does it? I can I can see it getting wearing thin because it is like a one trick type of thing. It's fucking vast and it's deep and it's beautiful, but you're not getting different of, of varying moods. It's all very much in the same mood. Mm, you're not I, getting like you're not getting crazy, wacky or you're not getting super dark and evil. You're always getting like this smooth and melancholy thing the whole way. I get what you're saying, but also yeah. I disagree and I hope he drops an album. Oh, he is going to drop an album this year so I can talk about him at the year end. Uh, I hope it's not melancholy. <laughs> I hope it's wacky. I hope it's, it's zany. Uh, it's him and uh, Black Thought from The Roots. <laughs> It's gonna be melancholy. It's gonna be real melancholy. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be very melancholy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, I, the, the, I, I think it comes out in November, but uh, yeah. Check out the Roots episode. We did that one too. Uh, but oh, shit. We got what a am couple, I doing? We got a couple Too many more. devices. This is uh, Alex's personal favorite. It's a fascinating album. It's very fucking beautiful. It's actually quite beautiful. And a, a snapshot of, of the times. Of, of the times of. I mean, our teenage years, basically. Yeah. Uh, you more teenage than early twenties for me. Maybe. Me, yeah. teens, yeah. teens for me. Uh, but here we go. We got two more. This is also like probably like the most accessible Doom album. The most. 
ironically because it's yeah. so jokey and stupid <laughs> and like very specific but like also things like crosshairs or benzy box or the mask they do like musically the most stand, they yeah. stand on their own yeah musically the most accessible for sure uh but here we go everybody this was uh this is as uh, doom not a little bit of a gap here a little yeah. bit of, quite a gap about four years uh, actually you know what before we move on there's a whole bunch of shit that happened with this album that I, and I can't skip over. I okay, this yeah, is a I, fascinating. Okay, how, yeah, I, I don't we, know about this. I can't believe period we, of time we almost we almost skipped this. Uh, so, what had happened <laughs> was so the, the the origin of this thing was uh they 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 brought in Doom because uh uh Dust Swim and Cartoon Network were gonna do something with Danger Mouse. Uh, he just made the uh the gray album and uh what was it who 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 orchestrated this whole thing? What's his name? Um. Jason DeMarco. Okay. Jason DeMarco. Uh, he was the one in charge of putting this all together, I believe. He talked to, to uh, Mike Lazo, who's like the head of Adult Swim or whatever. Uh, and they they both love the Grey album. They both love Matt Villainy. <clears throat> so they're like, okay, we're going to do this. It's going to be cool. It's going to be an album around cartoons. Hell yeah. They do all that shit. Apparently, there's a whole bunch of dog shit that happened with... DeMarco losing a bunch of money because of Doom <laughs> and like various misadventures, as Tom says, <clears throat> but he says, Tom says, uh, but through the whole thing, he seems totally Zen because he's such a big Doom fan. And then there's the whole thing of the missing notebook rhymes, mm-hmm. which is a sad thing. So it was supposed to be, an album of 15 tracks released over the course of 15 weeks, a track a week. They released seven yep. and then they abruptly canceled it. And uh, the quote from Jason DeMarco, uh, no, 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 no. Sorry, 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 sorry. The quote, uh, was it from Jason? Um, this it's, is from Adult Swim. A, it's from Adult Swim. It's from Adult Spokesperson from Adult Swim. The quote is, Adult Swim is ending our relationship with Doom, and thus the remaining missing notebook rhymes will unfortunately have to remain missing. Uh, and then but there was no explanation. There was no reason. Fast forward to the death of Doom. Jason DeMarco finally explained mm-hmm. what had happened on Twitter after the three years of silence. He said, uh, I'm going to find the actual I'm, I'm going to find the actual quote here. Um where is it? Probably down a little. Probably bit. down. Uh, I forgot about the cult him EP. Uh, the quote uh, is, uh, this is from uh, Jason DeMarco. He says, the tracks, uh, no, 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 no. Oops, sorry. So I keep reading the wrong one. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, flash forward to like a decade later and I hear Doom really wants to work with me again. After several talks with his management, we came up with the idea of the missing notebook rhymes. Of course, once Adult Swim started releasing, start releasing them, we find two things out. A, Doom hadn't paid the producers who made these songs or cleared the other vocalists or samples. Of course, he told us he had it all cleared. B, Doom owed music to a record label. Literally anything he released, he owed to them. He didn't tell us this, so the label came after us. It was, in short, a total boondoggle. And, of course, we had to shut it down and apologize to a lot of people and pay a ton of money to a bunch of others. Damn. So he fucked them over completely. Damn, what an asshole. <laughs> he really... Like, and here's that's the thing. Like, did he think like no one would notice? <laughs> because record labels notice. Yeah, <laughs> fucking especially if shit. you're working with WB. Oh, it's so huge. Yeah. So, uh, what is it? It was, it was another story right here. Uh, 
Tom says, DeMarco also has a story of organizing a TV performance with Doom where Doom convinced him that it would be a cool idea to have one of his sta- his friends on stage miming with Doom rapping backstage. The show went, uh, another Doom bot. The oh. show went ahead, but a lot of people figured out it wasn't Doom on stage. <laughs> one of several occasions, DeMarco of De- DeMarco getting put on the naughty step by his bosses. So he just kept getting put in shit because of Doom. Yeah, ah, he's... <laughs> He got burned once, and he's like, "Give, give me more," and he just kept going back. God damn, that's hilarious. It's so shitty, but funny. Anyway, that's the weird story of that album and what happened afterward. But that's a little bit of an explanation of the gap. Uh, we could they so the the seven tracks of the of the missing notebook stuff, missing notebook rhymes. That stuff is. The seven tracks are released. Yeah. And then the following eight tracks, I believe, because if I if I could do math correctly, uh, they were put out on Doom's like SoundCloud or something as with like the, the same header mm-hmm. as the others. It's not confirmed, but everyone's like, these are the these are the, the other songs. These are it, yeah. So they are around. And mm-hmm. I think we could do loose ends on them. Yes. There's plenty of stuff we can yeah, yeah. do loose but that so. one seems like a, a very uh mysterious one it's a, yeah it's a fascinating one but anyway we got two two left and this is a fucking long episode so here we go 2009's born like this Love, love Jay Dilla production. Um, unfortunate he passed away and couldn't work with Doom in a, a proper capacity. Yeah. But, um, you know, it is incestuous because Jay Dilla did do an album with Mad Lib called Jay Lib. Y'all a double get your trickles. And that's a fun lesson. Ball is pitching and rub to get a nickels. But tut tut, he about to change the price again and go up each time he blow up like hydrogen. Villain here, apples thrilling in fear. It won't stop top bill until he a gazillionaire grilling stare. Yeah, your boy had drama. Got him on the mental plane, avoided bad karma. One solar inbred skin had a nigga joke. Plus a brand new chrome smoke with the triggers great. broke. I thought I told him fire and pins were separate. He find out later when he tried to go very cool i did not love this album when it came out but i like it more now really yeah this is one of my lesser favorites for sure i find this to be one of his most inconsistent records he this one and the next one he feels a little slower uh definitely it's interesting stuff and, and it's I almost wonder if he had like some sort of like de- degradation of his brain because in the Red Bull interview, he talks very slowly too. Uh-huh. And then like, but then there's some guests later on guest appearances where I'm like, that's, that's doom. But yeah. like on this album and the next one, I'm like, he's kind of, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like watching a boxer pass his print. Yeah. Interest- yeah. That's a good way to put it. Uh, this, even though there are some fucking bangers on here, like the there's basically one bad for every one good. I feel like I I don't think there's anything bad on here. It's just kind of like it doesn't stay with me the way other things do. There's not as many like quotable things. There's some good moments on here. Like I love Yes Sir because I love ESG the sample like. So anytime you sample ESG, I'm on board. 
and then like Raekwon, Raekwon on there. Raekwon's yeah. on it. Um, so like I'm like that's a cool moment. It sounds good, but I'm not like mm-hmm. quoting it the way I am like beef raps. Um, I, don't, I don't love that one. I don't even know why. It's just it, it's eerie and I, twisted, which I normally do like. It just feels uneventful. The I, bass feels really weak in there too. Yeah, I need to get. I need to show you. I'll sing you an ESG album. They're fucking rad. All right, um, all right, all right. And then Angels, that song was supposed to, that was the song being teased uh-huh. as the like Doom Ghostface yeah. album, but it ends up here. And honestly, it's not. I don't like it at all. Yeah. yeah. It's not strong. No. Um, they ironically end up having better songs on other albums, but that ain't one of them. Nah, nah. It, it, yeah, there's like, I mean, there's still like, because there's some, some, I'm surprised at how, I mean, Doom does produce a lot on here, but like I would expect more. I mean, yeah, it, it looks like it's like handed off to this guy Jake one, yeah, and then exactly. you got a Madlib one, which is fine. And the Jake one, I think, is a man I don't enjoy. <laughs> I, I, it's like most of his songs are the ones I, I think I don't like mm, the most. Like rap, rap ambush. Uh, no, I, I don't mind that one. It's solid, but it's not anything remarkable. But like. What other ones did he do? Um, microwave mail. That's the one. Oh, I, lo- I, I like that one. It's first not awful. All, I don't think it's awful, but I just don't care for it. First of all, it's gross. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, but, but what I mean about Jake one, it's like not that the songs are, are bad. Cause I don't, again, I don't even think any of these songs are bad. I mean, except angels, which I don't love. I don't think anything is like bad. Nothing is terrible. Uh, but Jake one's production, I think is the flimsiest. It's mm-hmm. the weakest and it's the most uneven and, and kind of, uh, amateurish compared to the rest, especially compared to Jay Dilla. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, yeah, Jay Dilla and is this a master? Um, I it feels like they were recording the album and then they kind of realized he's like slow and not as like yeah. on point. And then it's like, oh well, this do this track more rhyming to show like I still got it. Oh, uh, so it's like he brings the ruckus on that one, and then um, yeah, it, I, I better than a lot of the other ones on here. I don't, I don't love it again, but and I then again, like cool moment with super villains where you get Podinus from. Oh yeah, that's right. De La Soul, you get Prince Paul on there, and then you get you get Slug, you get Slug, which yeah. was I didn't think it was gonna make me that happy to hear it, Slug on a on a Doom track. I didn't, but I was like, oh, this is oh, it's so cool. It's crazy because. Mm, was released on Rhyme Sayers, oh, that's right, yeah. which Slug is on, but that's not the album where he yeah. made the appearance. Um, so yeah, it is cool. It's a great song. I mean, it's it's less than three minutes. The the intro is fucking absurd and annoying. Yeah, and I'm like, oh god damn. And then the song kills. Like, All right. Also, also, how crazy is that? You got Prince Paul, and you're not going to have him produce. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even question anymore. I got, I got nothing. That's this nutty. Uh, yeah. So again, like something, like anything is super bad. It just feels choppy and uh, inconsistent. And uh, the pacing, I think, is one of the worst. Uh, even though there's still a lot of stuff on here that's it's very neat. Yeah, like like cells. I got to talk about cells for a second, just because it's the most one of the most oh, morbid Buk- things Buk- he's ever Bukowski. done. Which it's a recording of Bukowski reading. Was it uh, Dinosauria We? And it's just so fucking apocalyptic. <laughs> it's it's guy like it, uh, and it, it does have. Is it? It was produced by Doom, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, because it has that, you know, villainous old timey TV show 
movie score type type of feel to it. Um, yeah, not awful, but I think it's pretty inconsistent. Yeah, I did not, which was crazy because I was like, I like all his albums. And then when this came out, I was just like, I do not like all his albums. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. Maybe it's just a time thing. Like, okay. Yeah. I, I think it's good. It's fine. But you, the thing is, that's the thing when we, when we, when we do this podcast, we're literally stacking it up to every other album and you uh, notice which ones are and weaker. Also like, he's like built such a big, like legacy yeah. that it's just like, and there's some, there's some pretty high highs that we've yeah. already covered. Uh, that's what it's like with people who who get not just angry at us, but angry at anybody for like not liking a thing that they like. It's like, well, did you put it in context? Did you put it in fucking context? Yeah. Like, yeah, you hear it. Yeah. You hear an album when you're fucking 18 and it's the first thing you've ever heard like that. Yeah. It's going to change your life. But when you're hearing it at 30, uh, after the rest of their discography, it's like, it's not going to, it's, it's going to be thing. different. It's a different yeah. thing. Art is very, very, very intricate and subjective. Uh, but we got one left. And you know how we feel. We got one left. And even then, I still like it. I think it's... I don't! I think it's interesting. Um, <laughs> but here we go, everybody. Last one on as JJ Doom. This is 2012's Key to the Cuffs. Uh, I'm just going to play the second one. Probably, yeah. I forgot to write 10 cents. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, the opening track Waterlog is it's it's a lot. It's it's basically an entire track of filler. I think this song's a good like good addition to his. Yeah, it's a good song. It is not a good opening, but it's a good song. Very cold, very dark. That's kind of this album. Um, yeah. Due to the production of uh, I forget how to say this man's name. Oh yeah, let's figure this out. JJ. Uh, yeah. Food and water, a couple of gallons for your cutest daughter. And thank him as a Yankee fellow southerner. Don't forget the general rank. Hello, Domino. Yeah, interesting. Is, I don't think it's good as an opener, but it's a dark, cool song. Yeah. It doesn't have a lot of energy. Like, I, th- I honestly think Banish would have been a better opener. Mm, yeah, I could see that. Um, but worst least favorite, worst least favorite, just because Doom is not on top of his game. But I think not at all. I think Jarrell's. Pr- I do like his production. I don't love it. I don't love it. I think it. I found so what I said at the very beginning, two hours ago. Yeah. Uh, that what I give, what I, which album I'm giving worst to is just the least interesting of the bunch. It's mm-hmm. still an interesting album. It's still cool production, but compared to the. The fascinating, crazy samples that we experience over the entire discography. Yeah. This feels more like little sounds mm. swirling. It's not really, there's nothing like if, whereas before you could pick each sample and it's a crazy unique thing on its own. Yeah. This is just like a bunch of cool little sounds thrown in there. It doesn't really feel like it like is the, the like, he picked them out of this crazy lineup of, of stuff. Yeah. It is the like most different production um this guy's worked with damon what's the gorillas guys oh right yeah, yeah, yeah. he's worked with him he's worked with massive attack tv on the radio damon album. yeah, yeah um so yeah uh remember how you said he was born in england yep apparently no one got this motherfucker a citizenship <sighs> and he went on a european tour one time 
and they wouldn't let him back into the country. Oh, wow. And that's why this is called Keys to the Cuff. And there's all these like British things because uh-huh. he was this like stuck in England. For- Holy shit. And that's another thing where I was like, is that true? It doesn't really matter, I guess. Like, it's just. It could be one of his things. It, one of his it, it, tall tales. it did end up being true, though. Okay. It, it, and it I, adds up, dude. It yeah. fucking adds up. And yeah, I don't know if he ever, like, came back to America or if he just stayed. Died in yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. But yeah, it's fucked up. Motherfuckers from, like, Long Island. He's not. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't get further from like your uh, yeah. British European culture than Long Island, honestly. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah. When I heard about it, I was like, "Is he? I don't know. Who knows?" This more of the the, the mysticism, the lore, and all that. of him. Uh, but for the album, I mean, aside from GMO, which I think is the best song on here, because uh, we got what well, we we just covered last week with Portishead Beth Gibbons from Portishead which is fascinating and, and it an does kind of fucking song it does kind of sound like a Portishead song too bits and pieces for yeah. sure because it is like at first I thought like it's dark it's neat it's cool and then the second half comes up like this is fucking amazing and then after multiple listens like the whole thing is really good and the yeah. fact that it changes halfway through it only makes it better fucking gorgeous dark really eerie uh, but aside from that there's like the the, the better songs are good for this album but i think weak for every other album mm. um some of the standouts for me is winter blues like i don't really think doom's relaxing in a traditional sense but yeah. like that song is like really nice and pleasant that's how me. i i t- interpreted that as a negative i was like it feels em- it feels empty it feels yeah em- like i like the violin samples they're very cool uh and it's not even a, it's not bad. I don't think it's bad at all. It just it feels less again, just less interesting mm-hmm. than everything else. And then Still Caps is an interesting choice because they bring someone in from Goody Mob. And this oh, is a yeah. very like British, like as we've set up and talked about the guests, it's a very like British album. And then to bring on a southern rapper, interesting choice. I think it pays off. I think it's I hate it. Yeah, you don't like it? I, I you know why? Because that song, along with other parts of this album, really give me some heavy early 2000s hip hop vibe. Mm. And there's nothing in the world I hate more than mm. early 2000s hip hop. Check out the DMX episode. <laughs> and then um, last thing that really stood out that like I think is a positive is Vibranian Sun Part 2. Yeah. I think that's just a nice little like instrumental. I, It's fine. It's moody. It's odd and interesting. I, It just feels like filler to me. It's not like bad. If you put it on, I'm not going to get mad or mm-hmm. bothered by it. Uh, but I think that at that point in the album, after everything before it, I was just exhausted. Like, this is just not grabbing get, me. Yeah. Like, um, boring convo is it's like off even for doom. I think it's rough. Yeah. yeah. Retarded fern is just dragging along. Or, or retarded friend. Uh, oh, you, which is it, yeah. it's spelled weird. It's spelled yeah. retarded. Uh, I, actually, I, kinda, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I don't mind that one so much. I think it's, uh, I think it's, I think it's okay. And also one that caught me off guard. I didn't think I would like wash your hands. The closer. It's kind of an outlier. Unlike anything he's it's, ever done. It's more, a be- a- but it's also a fucking absolute sign of 2012 hip hop. Yeah. Where they did that fucking, the, f- the little the snare hip hop thing. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I hate it. I hate that fucking that fucking uh major laser bullshit. Like, sure. I hate it. But 
the song is actually pretty freaking cool. Like, yeah. Despite that, it's actually a good song. Um, which says a lot. I mean, I think about the album where it's like, it's definitely the weakest, but it's not like it's awful. Like this is one of the best, I think if not the best worst hip hop album that we've covered in the podcast. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Like I'm still going to come back to it. It's still interests me, but yeah, in the scheme of things. Also, I think the previous one born like this, I mean, that kind of this feels more like a last album. It it really did. This one honestly feels like like stretching something too far. Like I feel like Doom had a lot of unfinished business. And I don't really say that about a lot of well, some artists, you know, like a, a Nick Drake or a, Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, so um and then yeah, so this was the last like he produced some other albums yeah, he, he in, some and the Zarface stuff, but right, um right. And then in December 2020, his wife announced that he had died in October of that year on Halloween. He, she announced. Oh, I thought it was a uh, New Year's Eve that she that was released. It was like New Year's Eve. They announced that he died on Halloween. Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry, maybe, I, yeah, or maybe I'm mistaken, but I think that I think that was the case. I'm but yeah, I was just like, he's not dead. Yeah, it's a, it's a, and if he is, yeah, it was it was New Year's Eve when she announced. <laughs> New Year's it, yeah. Eve. I'm like. It's such a doom thing to announce that, like, he didn't he died die months ago. Di- months ago. I know it's on a holiday that he died on a different holiday months back. It's such a, like, MF Doom way to go out, and we don't know what the causes are. Only him and his family know. Diabetes. Uh, beef. I don't know if I'm kidding, the, but the beef rap. And I have the no beef idea. rap got him. I uh, imagine he wasn't healthy. That's all. That's all I can. I can comment on that. I, obviously, because he was not a old man. Maybe no. in his fifties, but not forty nine. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wasn't even fifty. So yeah, um, man, and yeah, I'm sure the. I'm sure he's recorded a ton of stuff, and it'll just kind of like trickle out, and um, yeah, there's so many like. That's pretty big in hip hop regardless, but with him, I imagine it would be even more so. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, maybe there's an album with him in flying Lotus. Who knows? Maybe, maybe that Ghostface album is out there somewhere. Who knows? But Could be. You never, you never know. With this guy. Yeah. You have no idea. You know, no, I hope he, before he died, I hope he uploaded his AI or his brain it'll be a it, fucking doombot ai he'll upload someone else's ai to pretend to be him. Yeah, yes and he'd be for it he would be uh this is another neat thing that, that tom sent us uh in uh in new york long beach new york they renamed east hudson street uh to what did they what they name it to they named it after him did they what what did they what did they rename it to you, you're, it says dmf doom gets his own street uh Oh, it's KMD MF Doom Way. And KMD f- FM. Wow, they put KMD in there too. And for you hardcore fans, you'll be happy to know they did it all caps. All you, caps. When you spell the mad name. Yeah. Holy shit. That's some love, dude. Yeah, he, that's fucking awesome. They may not have let him back in the country, but they fucking, they still honored him. <laughs> shit. You know, he might, he might have like. I'm sure you could get a work visa. I mean, it's not- well, no, I think eventually maybe he worked his way back into the States, but I think that's yeah. why there was like that drought 
of music because I'm sure it was a pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah but it's not like you you won't allow you to come back and tour and stuff and mm-hmm. spend time. You, plenty of people uh, can move from other countries. It's just a pain in the ass. Uh, but that, we fucking did we it. We did dude. it. Holy yeah. shit! Uh, let's do let's do a little recap. Uh, for me, uh, the best is Mad Villainry. Uh. Yeah, I you know maybe I have some bias towards it because it's been twenty years, but I'm I'm a day one day one fan of that album, so is what it is. A uh, personal favorite, the Mouse and the Mask, just a unique time capsule, start to finish, just fun. And then worst least favorite, Keys to the Cuff. This Doom's not at his fighting weight there, but. There are interesting tidbits there. For me, best personal favorite, Vaudeville Villain. Oh boy, those hooks, man. Those hooks for days. Coming in blind, that that one uh, was a, a delight to my soul. And Worsley's favorite, Key to the Cuffs. You know, it just ain't, it ain't no Vaudeville Villain, I'll tell you that. That's that song. Yeah. But thank you so much for listening and watching and hanging out. If you're new here, which you probably could be, who cares? Fucking support. Leave a comment. Talk shit. Leave your, leave your picks for best and worst. Uh, tell us why we're wrong. Tell us why we're not wrong. Uh, like the video if you like it. Just like if you're a cocksucker. It's all good in the hood. But, uh, I mean, what do you want? What do you, my brain just left town. It's Patreons. A, uh, albums. Spotify playlist on MF Doom. <laughs> Link in the description. Everyalbumever.com. You get all the places that we do for all the episodes. Patreon.com slash ever. If you want to. <laughs> it's like I put so much effort into talking for two hours that like, oh, yeah, we're not we're not done yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bonus episodes, early access, super early access to Lucens episodes. We're going to be doing a bunch of Lucens episodes on Doom is what we're saying now, but we'll t- it's going to take us a year to get to them. Uh, that's not true. Join the Patreon. Uh, you can also uh, see our schedule in advance. You can vote on polls the same way everyone did to get this episode. That's why we did this episode because they voted on a poll. Also, thank you guys. Hell yeah. Because I we're like, we'll throw it up and see what I was not expecting Doom to win. And it, I, I would never expect a hip hop artist to win. But the fact that 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 one did. It's yeah, it's, it's been two years since I've, I've wanted to do this. So holy shit. We, we need to start like we should the trigger a, on our, on our, on our we love. We should pick a good artist over the joke artist. Next time two of them die at the same time is what you're. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next time two artists die, don't go for the one that's gonna suck and be funny. Go for the one that's gonna actually be. Oh, well, you, yeah, you weren't a big fan. Yeah, so it, I didn't. You didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I knew it would be better. I knew yeah. it would be better though. Uh, whatever. Uh, if you're tier two, if you're bigger than Jesus, I mean, you can actually suggest artists for us, and we'll actually actually cover it. We'll put it right on the schedule, and uh, that's also very good to do as well. Please check out my uh, upcoming EP coming out June 28th. Pander Monkey self-titled uh, is your link in the description. If you want to pre-save on Spotify, if you're here because of MF Doom, you're probably not going to love it. It is not hip hop, but it's still very good nonetheless. But also, if you like MF Doom, I'm going to assume you're a weirdo and you like weird, untraditional things. If so you like, check it out. Please. Thank you. Yes. If you're unorthodox, pl- we need you. I need you. Uh, so check that out. Please pre-save that. Uh, don't forget to follow our history guy, Tom Osmond. He does all the research for us. He, we learned a bunch of shit today because of him. You can follow him on, uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Tom Osmond sounds. He also makes music. He's a very good songwriter. He just released an album called so much for all in day's work that you could find on all the platforms, uh, links to all that in the description as well. In addition to his Substack, uh, Substack, Tom Osmond.substack.com, uh, where he writes about music and yada, 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 very, very fun stuff. 
You can follow me on all social media. I'm, I'm finally, finally active again on social media, posting stuff for about the, you know the EP and posting clips of other music that I make and yada yada yada. Follow that at Pounder Monkey, and you can follow Alex on Instagram. At Mother Puncture. Hell yes, we finally done, done, done. Now, what the fuck are we gonna listen to? I've had three weeks to think about this, and uh, you still have, <laughs> haven't narrowed it down. And you know what? I because I said it was one of my favorite beats earlier, and we didn't play it. I'm gonna go with Next Levels off. Uh, Take me to your leader. Hell yeah! So thank you so much for listening and watching. See ya. <laughs>
snake to catch.